I'm Tom. And I'm Zeus. And we're from Shout It Out Loudcast. And this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And this is Ace Fraley. And when we want to listen to anything about football, music, kiss, wrestling, country music, and more, we go to On the Flyth with Stevie Flyth and Jason Worden. Check them out. Oh, yeah. You are listening to On The Fly. What's up, guys? And just say the uh, quote Eminem, look who's back, look who's back. Yeah. Anyway. It's Warden. Warden's back in the house. and he's, What's up, Stevie? I didn't know if you replaced me with all these country hotties you've been having on lately. Hey, man, I can't help it. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. No, I'm, I'm happy for you, man. That, I mean, that's, you know, we talked about it before. That's not really my kind of. Yeah, not, not I, your I, wheelhouse. I think I would be kind of doing a disservice, you know, <laughs> you know, not really knowing too much because I hate like listening to like shows and one of the hosts doesn't really know what they're talking about, yeah. but, which you could say has been me since I started this podcast. With you. Oh no, shut up. But yeah, but I think you're doing really good with that. I listened to a couple of them. And like I said, not really my thing, but I think you're excelling at it because you like the new music. Hell, I just discovered Hailstorm. <laughs> How long have they been around? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I discovered it's, it's been real good. And like I said, I say it so much. Nicole Zeller over that brick, Brickshore media has really been, I mean, so, so great with to, to send these people our way. And hopefully, hopefully she's working on some more to send our way. We did our last scheduled one last week. So that was Carlisle Griffin, which she was awesome. It hasn't been a bad one yet. I mean, I haven't had, they were all great. And I hope, you know, who knows? Maybe one day I can go back and say, hey, you know, Noelle Tolan, I would interview her before she hit it big. I mean, because yeah. they were all great. You know. Yeah, and I think it's going to help kind of uh, maybe uh, help expand our audience because maybe somebody listens to uh, the episode with her and we picked what up. What else these guys talk about? They talk about. They, yeah, they talk we about picked up. Yes, we picked up some. Uh, we picked up some uh, people from that 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 listen to the show now, and we go have gone back and listened to old episodes and talking about how much they like. And we still got some. We still got some. Uh, Irons in the fire, I'll put it that way, that I'm working on now. You know, always trying to get something something bigger or something in here that we can uh, can keep people happy with and people can enjoy. But tonight, we're going to fire up the old DeLorean, and we're going to go back in time again. Not to 1985, not to Marty McFly yet, just yet. We're not going to Marty McFly just yet. We're going back a little bit further. We're going back to 1982. I was nine years old. Awarding you a like, Randy Travis song, 1982. I don't know. Did you yeah, see? Hey, it's a Randy Travis song, 1982. Did you watch Operator? AC? Connect me to 1982. Yeah, it's a, go ahead. Did you watch ACMs the other night? 
I watched it, dude. That was pretty who, good. Who are you talking to, brother? You know me. Randy Travis was there. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's still alive. I mean, didn't he have a stroke? He had a stroke. He had. He How's was he sitting, doing? He looked good. He. I That's mean, good. but he did. He didn't. He couldn't get up. He was sitting in a chair the whole time. But he, you know, he looked good. And they made sure they showed him a lot. And and a lot of the the. I'll say this: it was classy because a lot of the uh, artists that won awards went by, and shook hands with him on the way up. Because he, of I think he must, have been, he must have been right in the in the walkway close to it so they but yeah it was good i mean i i mean i guess doing these interviews with these with the guys i've done in the last month or two has made me and my daughter would listen to it so we sat down and watched the whole thing dolly parton premiered her new song the new the the i saw that with garth Garth brooks or whatever they were the co-host yeah she kind of embarrassed him a little bit talking about a she was she was talking about a threesome with him and trisha yeah yeah, because she said, that. I understand I was your hall pass. And I was like, oh, wow, here we go. Go on, Dolly. But, yeah, that uh, I think the new singles cut off that Rockstar album. Have you seen how many songs? Shit, that album's got like 30 songs on it. Like, 30 songs. Gun. And this was, uh, this was called World on Fire. And Good for yeah, her. It's, it's a great, you know, and it touches on a lot of subjects that, that we're dealing with today. So. Uh, you want to give it a listen, guys? Go out there and give it a listen. I'm sure it's Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you can you can stream it there. But uh, yeah, we're getting back. We'll get back to our, our regular regular schedule. Uh, so 1982. Speaking of, uh, Ra- speaking of Randy Travis, I tell a real quick story. My no, uh, mom, and, my mom, and my late grandmother they 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 always a country, you know, and stuff. And I remember. Back in the like white ladies when forever and ever amen came out, Randy yeah. Travis won every freaking award, and that pissed my mom and grandma. Oh my god, George Strait's much better, you know, and stuff like that. I just he got I, I mean, I just got he used to beat George Strait all the time, and I just have memories every time I see George. Every time I see Randy Travis, I think about my late grandma. Well, he's no George Strait. <laughs> I remember. It's funny you say that. I remember. Uh, I think it was. The first time Garth did a, like an NBC special where he did show comedy. That's another one that beat George a lot too. Yep. And my, I was watching it. My grandma was, had moved in with us, and <laughs> her and my mom were like, "He pulled the old Paul Stanley, broke the guitar, and and handed the crowd." And my mom and my grandma were like, "What good is that going to do them now?" I was like, "You, it's a, it's a present from Garth Brooks." It, yeah. It's from going through. I said, you and you know, my mama was a diehard Elvis fan. I said, you mean to tell me if Elvis smashed a guitar on stage and handed it to you, you would turn it down? She said, well, no. I said, okay, then. So, Speaking of Elvis, did you see that, that article? I think the guys from Shadow Loud talked about it, about how that, that Elvis had heard Let Me Go Rock and Roll. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was it's, an it's, Ultimate it's, Classic magazine. I can... That song does sound like a Chuck Berry song. That kind of that something that Marty McFly may play on, you know, Back to the Future. His stepbrother. How interesting is that? Do you believe that, or do you think it's? I I believe. I mean, I I don't see why not. His stepbrother was the one that played alive for him, and he was like, "Okay, keep it simple, stupid." You know, that's what he said. They they got it right. Keep it simple. So the Spurs got the number one draft pick. Yeah, I could. I am not lying. I just got text, brother. Oh my god, that is three in a freaking yeah, row. 
I just I hope she's not three in a row. Ooh, well, not well, three. You got Duncan. Robinson and oh. this. Okay, I thought you said three. I said yeah. if y'all got the number one pick yeah. three years yeah. in a row and y'all still yeah, get well, the number one pick. You know what I mean? You know, and, yeah, hey, that trouble. is that is awesome, dude. Okay, so, back to our rather scheduled program now. So, yeah. um, well, there, there's no doubt about it. Pop's not retiring now. <laughs> no, he'd be foolish. Yeah. So I would, wow. I would say this: this is a this will be a future show if if Warden could ever come down from his high right now. Yeah, dude, you know my last few years with sports, dude. I mean, I haven't had it up since 2011 when my Cardinals won. So I mean, this is in the well, the Spurs. I guess they won in 2016. Never mind. I'll yeah. shut up. You don't even the, know what the Spurs. Yeah. So Time to go buy some tickets. This will be a future episode here, but Saturday night, I was home alone, not Macaulay Culkin. Uh, and I pull up Amazon Prime, and I'm looking like, oh, wow, they're streaming Air, which is the movie about how Michael Jordan ends up with Nike. And uh, I'm not going to give away too much of it to people that haven't seen it. but uh, He wins six rings, dude. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, but the story and it's great acting jobs up there. I mean, you've got, uh, of course, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was okay. He wasn't, wasn't – Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck gets a lot of hate. I don't like the guy personally. I think he's a good actor. He 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 played Phil Knight. He was uh, a better he was a better Batman than the other guy. Who? Christian Slater or whatever the name is. Christian Bale. Christian Bale yeah. Christian Slater. Good lord. I'm not a no, Christian. Bale I don't fan. think so. There. I think yeah, he was. Bale was looked. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna agree to disagree on that one. But yeah, Matt Damon played a he did a great job. Um, Marlon Wayans, of all people, played George Ravlin, who was a USC basketball coach. And the guy that was on in Living Color? The skinny one. Real skinny one. And he was on White Chicks, too, with his brother. Oh, Damon Wayans. Okay. Marlon. Yeah. He was in Scary Movie and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he 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 kind of surprised me. But the big surprise for me was Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker did a great job. Uh, and then, you know, Jason Bateman, as always, does – Jason great in anything he does. If he plays anybody from more than 10 years ago, 10 years back, he does a great job. And I mean, yeah, you know, like you said, he does a great job anyway. But uh, yeah, that was that was really good. We'll do a that should be an episode where after Warden decides to watch it, we'll uh, we'll do an episode on that. I I've been meaning to watch it. I didn't know it was on Prime. I thought you had to pay for it, so I'm a cheap no, bastard, so. stream it. Yeah, because I thought the same thing when I looked at it first, and it was like. And I clicked it, and I was like, because I I thought about it, I said maybe I'm here alone, maybe I'll rent it, but no, it's free. So of course, it's from your area. It's from your. I read a. I was somewhere too that was like, I read a couple of things, but they were saying, oh well, he didn't approve of it. Well, that's not true. He just didn't want him to be the focus of it. He wanted yeah. a story about it. And that's so. the thing you you'll find out in that movie too. You well, if that would have been LeBron, he would have been in every scene. We know that. Look at me! Look at me! I'm the greatest of all time. I'm LeBron James. I'm the greatest because I say so. You don't have to say it. If you're the greatest, you shouldn't have to say it. So, but yeah, they never showed this guy that played in space the whole time. Yeah, that's, every, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's every like time the, that's had, like, the, like the Blair Witch, they didn't ever show the face, so it makes the movie even more entertaining. So Jordan <laughs> is the new Blair Witch. Yeah. So <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yeah. 
So just looking at some news, Tesla's getting ready to put out a new live album, Full Throttle Live LP, and it uh, also includes a bonus studio rendition of Aerosmith's SOS Too Bad. And I'm looking at the set list. Well, I was. Okay, here we go. You're a big Tesla fan, so just yes. like I am. Miles Away. And I don't know if that's My Winger? Word. Winger, yes, the Winger version. No. Changes. Time to Rock, Breaking Free, Call It What You Want, Lazy Days, Crazy Nights, Cold Blue, Cold Blue Steel, Edison's Medicine, and then, like we said, the Aerosmith, the SOS, too bad. So it's only no, nine no, songs. No, no Paradise. That's, a, that's like my favorite. No Love Song, no Paradise, no uh, Modern Day Cowboy. It's not a lot of the, uh, what you would call, well, really, not a lot of the hits up there. I'll go ahead and text your Spurs group up there. I'll say, I hear you there. We got it. We're the NBA champions. Screw you, the No, ball. we didn't say that. We're not. We're not. We don't claim don't to be know. the number one greatest. I don't even know who would be the number one pick. That showed you how. Hey, I, I just hear everybody likes him, so that's why I'm excited. So I'll put the phone away. And sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I just heard it go. Ding, ding. No, people keep texting me. So it's like, hey, you know, we don't have a, you know, beside, you know, you know, I don't know. No, I don't know. We know. You we, know. we, you know, it, it, we have to. We can't rely on the Cowboys. We obviously, oh, can't great. rely on the well, the Astros, I guess. But I'm an Astros fan, so. I What's the hockey band? What's the hockey? All the Stars, Dallas Stars. Yeah, they won a championship. Yeah, they had some kind of graphic on uh, NF NBA or ESPN. The everybody's won one in the last decade. You know, Mavs won one, except the Cowboys. And they're like the most valuable franchise, and they can't win a damn ring. That's because they don't. They 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 pride themselves on being the most valuable franchise. Most they they're all about Jones is about this. Well, all my buddies bitched about Kellen Moore. We'll see how it is this year. That's all I got to say. Uh, I can tell you this: I I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I will say this: I will agree with your buddies. Kellen Moore was he was a hindrance to the Cowboys' offense. I think. At times, but so Motley Crue recorded a new album. John, John Five, Five. Will be in the studio, which you know John Five has come out now with all the and we talked about this before the all the Mick Mars lawsuits and drama. John Five says he and Mick Mars talk all the time. Uh, there's there's so he's trying to. I guess he's kind of trying to. Calm the waters a little bit. With that. This is all. This is all Nikki. This is all Nikki, and he'd get mad it's Nikki at Nikki and Tommy. I, I don't think Vince could care less, but Tommy. I, I think, don't think Tommy's the dick that Nikki is. I don't think. Well, yeah, I know it's look because just like we say, Paul Stanley runs Kiss. Nikki Six runs Motley Crue. Yeah, There's but no doubt about you it. didn't see Tommy getting a. I mean, nothing. Nothing happens in Motley without Nikki, and oh, I no. think Nikki is the Paul of the band. He's the only and one that Tommy has goes left along the band. But honestly, does Tommy even Tommy doesn't even like the music they do anymore? Well, I mean, he was all in the methods of mayhem and rap. I mean, he yeah, came back he, for a paycheck. He, he needs to forget about that methods of mayhem crap. His solo stuff was pretty good, like "Hold Me Down" and and "Take a Ride." Be, I like that stuff. It's got to be better than Brandon. Yeah. Well, it's a lot better than "Brides of Destruction" or whatever they're called. Mm, that was, you know, uh, six a.m. was okay, but they all sound the same. You know, speaking of that, I made the comment uh, 
on one of the live little live videos I did a couple uh -oh. of weeks ago, made the comment about Pearl Jam that, and I was listening to Pearl Jam stuff and, and I'm more, I guess I'm more of a Pearl Jam hits guy, not deep cuts or anything like that. But, and I made the comment last week when I was interviewing Carlisle Griffin, because she was talking about, we, we got to talk about Pearl Jam and I was like, you know, everything I'm hearing, cause I was listening to the live album. I, I forgot the name of it, but, uh, everything sounded the same outside oh, yeah, of the yeah, hits. And she said, I she said, I'll tell you what it is. It's Eddie Vedder's voice. I was like, well, the beat sounds the same, but she said, I'm telling you, Eddie Vedder's voice is what's making you think everything sounds the same on there. And because he's got such a distinctive voice. I said, you could be right. You could be right. So, uh, yeah, the album challenge, that was on my album challenge a couple weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I would, pretty much submitted in my mind that I'm a hits Pearl Jam fan. Nothing against Pearl Jam. You know, I love Better Man, Even Flow. Uh, I, I'm a hits fan after Versus and I think Vitology because I like those. I, there's a lot of deep tracks on it. What's the one with the goat? Is that Versus? Like, yeah, you know, Animal and, you know, Go. And I think that even on Vitology, first three albums after that, I I yeah, I fell off. I couldn't tell you the name. I love of, Versus though. That's playing when I. That's that's a desert island for me. I, I love could that not album. tell you the name of an album after Vitology. Yeah, I'm with you. There's yeah. that one with the yield sign, but I thought that was Coverdale Page. Wasn't they? Didn't they have the same cover? The album. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what Coverdale Page had. Yeah. So, um. All right. Okay, you're cool. talking about Motley and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I gotta give I gotta give props to something right now. Um, I don't know who it was. I heard a podcast. Was it? I think it was Eddie Trunk. I was listening to, and he said that people were really bitching about the Aerosmith tickets. I looked at the tickets for them. I kind of they're they're coming to San Antonio, and I they never have. They're one of my favorite bands, but they right. they're, they're not great live. Joe Perry and Joe Perry and Stephen are, but the rest of the band are just you know. And uh, and actually, Tommy Kramer, who's not with them, he actually lives in a place called Bernie, which is like 15 minutes from here. Go pick him up. Yeah, right. <laughs> and where Goldberg currently lives too. It's like of all the places to live, why would you live in Texas? Like the hot not not Texas, so to speak, but you know, you got money. Yeah. Go, you know, live yeah. where, you know somewhere cooler. And uh, I looked at the tickets, and I was like, wow, with the Black Crows. There's some reasonably priced tickets. I mean, nothing's reasonably priced anymore. But compared to no. Kiss, Motley, yeah. like, I I'm mean, I gotta give I gotta give props to, to Aerosmith. They were reasonably priced tickets. They weren't. I mean, I haven't looked at the service fees. It's regardless that service fees are forty bucks now, but they were they were a lot more reasonable than Kiss tickets. How about Mitch Lafon reporting about Kicks, who, not Kiss, but Kicks, Kicks. who has announced their farewell show. Front row seats in the thousands of dollars. This is kicks, not kiss. Yeah, and you put it towards I mean, like air. Well, they're 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 not going to play as big crowds as Aerosmith and Kiss. I would say they got three hit songs, maybe. Yeah, don't close, the, don't like, close your eyes. Cold blood. Cold blood. Blow my fuse. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. if you want to pay that but much, if, that's but fine. People but. don't. But it's probably a small club. That they're not going to be that many people. They're probably going to cash out on dollars, it. Dude, that's crazy. 
you, they're gonna it's gonna end up it's gonna end up where they price these people right out of touring. Well, they're doing that now with the big bands because when they're starting yeah. to charge, I mean, even I don't know if I've talked about this with you, but I saw Kiss three times before the pan. Well, two times of no, I guess one time before the pandemic, twice after. But I had bought my tickets. I had bought my tickets before the pandemic hit. Right. So I look at the Austin show I was about to go to in October, November, I think November. The not the ticket prices, but the fees have gone up since oh, yeah. for COVID. COVID. I the World Health Organization, you know, politics be down. You know, they it's it's not a national, it's not a threat anymore, but they're still doing that to people. They're trying to make up money, bud. And well, I, I get that, but yeah, but, but they're, that's they're, not right. They're screwing over the fans. Yeah. Isn't that's that why a- that's that's kind of why I was, you know, it's kind of like the thing about Kiss being on Howard Stern. He dogged them so especially Gene yeah. for ripping off the fans. Stern doesn't do that. He doesn't sell memorabilia because all my fans listen to me. That's enough. But my God, Gene, here's toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, but he, he had them on there, you know. And it's like, it's like these, I mean, it's, it, but I mean, honestly, there's that thing too. I don't know where I was going with this, but I was, just, I, I, I really, I got started on something and it's like, <laughs> you're, you're pissing off. I mean, and then a kiss isn't mad. Their, their years are behind them. Oh, you know, yeah. we're the mirror, Fairly. you know, but you know, it's, it, you know, these newer bands better not do this. Stuff. I mean, they're not going to get me to go because I'm probably done with concerts, but I got Aerosmith was, I, as big as they are, they're 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 promoting the biggest, the great America's greatest rock and roll band. I have a problem with that. I love Aerosmith, but they are not. There's no such thing as there. There's no such thing as the greatest, in my opinion. Because Aerosmith, I would put the Eagles a little bit above that. Yeah. But they're different music, you know what I mean? There's yeah, no such thing stuff, as the greatest, yeah. you know. But props to Aerosmith. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, for Aerosmith, if you guys haven't figured it out. They announced their farewell tour as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like we said, guys, we've been talking about this uh, even before Warden came on the show. I've been talking about this for years. It's getting to a point now where these artists that we listened to growing up, they're going to call it quits. They're getting up there, and it's time for them to retire. Uh, Cash out, evidently. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's it's that time, and uh, more power to them. But yeah, don't do more, the more power to kicks for kicks. Hey, we came yeah. to three three songs. What it's like three hundred and thirty three dollars a song. That's the Good three songs God. I know. I mean, come on, really? It's not you know not like they were a major band. I'll give you a story about kicks. They they did something in the eighties, and I don't know. I I remember you know I didn't have MTV living with my father. I'd come up yeah, to my mom neither. and I'd go do it. But they had a, I was watching my buddy would record Headbangers Ball for me. So they, they put they, they hosted they, it. Yeah, well they had the video for uh they had the video for uh Blow My Fuse. Right? Yeah. I was like, that's a badass song and everything. I went to go buy the cassette single of that, and I think uh, uh Crazy Babies by Ozzy. It came out around the same time, 88. You know what the B side for Blow My Fuse was? What? Cold Blood. You talk about two of the best songs on that, that was, album. Yeah. I mean, it's like, who was the idiot that did that? That put it on the B side. It was kind of probably the same one that put Beth on the B side of uh, Detroit Rock City. Yeah. 
That was Paul. Wasn't that Paul? <laughs> Did we? Uh-oh, we're canceled now. We call Paul an idiot. The pandemic. I didn't call Paul an idiot. You call Paul an idiot. I didn't. Well, I did. I did. So, uh, all right. So let's get right to the main event. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> 1982. Like I said, I was nine years old. How old were you, were you Orton? You're, I was 10. 10. You hit double digits. Yes, I did. Um, this was really when, like I said, I think 81, I was not big time into music or, or like TV shows or anything like that. Uh, Star Wars and Kiss were like my big, big things. Did you but start seeing hair grow places you didn't see it grow before, Stevie? Not at, ni not at nine. Not I don't remember that age. You know, it's just everything was so remember, awkward. I don't, I don't, I honestly don't remember that, what age I was when that started. But you didn't have your um, mustache since you were 10. <laughs> oh, I had that came out. I came out of the womb with the mustache and the beard. Um, well, I came out bald, ended up bald. So there you go. Hey, round trip, bud. Round trip. But uh, yeah, this was when TV's kind of crept in. Like you, you started watching shows, sitcoms were the thing. Uh, wasn't really into the the like the drama and stuff like that but uh music was definitely getting on my radar and it was more to the in the world than just kiss and uh you know the radio with you you get these jam boxes now i guess for i'm dating myself that's what we call it boom box here. boom box jam box uh whatever you want to call it and uh get a cassette blank cassette was the out yet I don't remember getting a walk. Now it may have been out. I don't remember getting a walk until I was like, yeah, because they were probably about three, four hundred dollars yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah, I got one when I was like twelve or thirteen, I think. But uh, yeah, I was, I was uh, Casey Kasemen out on Sundays. You know, had it. All right, I figured it out. Before we go to church, I can uh, hit record here. And I'll get at least 45 minutes, and then it'll still be on for an hour when I get out of church. Because I think it lasted from like 10 to 1. So, yeah, we, I had, I you had heard a, it here, folks. Folks, you heard it here first. All that year of church, and Steve still turned out to be the man. Well, at least I know. The horns. Well, I won't, I won't share any secrets. All those I'm years of church. All those years of church. Look, they're starting to come out. <laughs> starting to come out a little bit more because the hair is going away. But, uh, Happens to the best of us, brother. So what we do, we do a top five of four categories here from 1982. We do movies, we do albums, we do singles and TV shows. So where do you want to start at tonight? Where do, I mean, I mean, I've already forgot what we said before. We we're gonna started. do we're gonna do movies first for movies 500 TV movies. Yeah. Okay. All right. So since you hadn't been on in a while, I'll let you give me your number five. My number five. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I don't know what I well, Eddie Murphy first he first appeared on like one of the shows I saw in my in my research. Uh Eddie uh Richard Pryor is working at a toy store. Some oh, rich God. kid comes up to him and goes, You can have anything in the store. Jack at least is your dad. Oh, I want man. that guy. <laughs> and I think I watched this, you know, after 952, because when I when I moved down. <laughs> when I when I moved down, the uh, don't they know I'm broadcasting here? And uh, the toy it was on HBO a lot, so I had HBO, yeah. which was great. So the toy, I mean, I love Jackie Gleason, of course, from 
not so much the honeymoon really before my time, but smoking the bandit and and who didn't love Richard Pryor? I mean, oh god, Ooh. probably the biggest biggest star in the world Ooh. at the time, maybe. You know, in the movies he did with Gene Wilder. Yeah, but the uh, toys, my number five. Yeah, uh, I remember. You know, we didn't have cable, so we had to rent this, and uh, watching, of course. Richard Pryor, like you said, was was he could do no wrong at that time. U.S. Bates, what kind of name was U.S. Bates? That was Jackie Gleason's character. Scott Schwartz was played. I played it was with, Hugh Jass, what a Hugh or Hugh? What's no. that? What was the? Remember the the girlfriend called him something? Hugh something? His that's what his name. I can't remember which. Scotty Schwartz was the son, and uh, Ned Beatty was in it. But Scotty Schwartz was the guy that got his tongue caught on the uh in christmas story oh, okay same, that's the same yeah, guy same okay dude. same dude. that's another that's another movie i've never watched all the way through can you imagine if this movie came out today oh my god you're <laughs> oh, buying another cancel, human being cancel culture would be all over this god can you imagine richard pryor or george carlin being alive today any movies yeah Woo. any movies they put out would be uh, it was a more innocent time. Not everybody had an opinion. And that's what made it a lot. Well, better. I mean, you could have an opinion, but everybody didn't get butt hurt by it. Yeah, but that, everybody's right. got to express their opinion. That's what gets me. You, you can't, you can't have a, a, a yeah, difference opinion. of anything. You can't have a difference of opinion. Nope. So that's a, that's a good one. I could go. I, I thought about the toy, but my number five. Not those toys, Stevie. You have in the back behind you there. We don't want to talk about those. Whatever. My number five, and this is gonna this is probably gonna shock some folks, but I just watched this not too long ago. Kenny Rogers, the six pack. Diane, no, it's, not, it's Diane, Diane Lane, Lane Aaron Gray. Yeah. Oh. Diane Lane for me. Aaron Gray was too skinny. She's still Diane, hot though. Diane Lane was like a kid, then. but I was too. Age. It didn't matter. Yeah, I was a kid too. But Aaron I don't watch Gray, I kind of Aaron, out about it. You know? Aaron Gray, Silver Spoons, Buck Rogers, whatever she did, I was like. Plus all that <laughs> colorful language those kids were always talking about. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Was, he wasn't was, in that. Yes, he was. Oh, yeah, he was. I haven't watched that he's movie the one so that long. said, when the guy said, uh, he went to sh- where, they were asking where uh, Kenny Rogers' character, which was Brewster Baker, uh, typical race car driver Brewster, named Brewster yeah. Baker back then, you know, asked where he was in. He went to shake the dew off his lily. And, you know, Anthony Michael Hall, the, the reporter looked at me and said, he went to take a piss. So, oh, yeah. that's, I haven't watched that movie so long, Stevie. I just and remember. Oh, so great. Such a great movie. But Diane Lane, like you said, is in it. Uh, some of the, some of the older NASCAR drivers are in it. Uh, What's his name's in it? The, do you watch Yellowstone? Yeah. Who is the guy? He, I think he he was on the ranch too, and he's also an urban cowboy. He played the uncle. He played the sheriff. Barry Corbin. Yeah, he's still yeah. alive. He, yeah. uh, my uh, my aunt actually was in real estate up in Dallas, and she was getting close to almost sold him a house back in the nineties. I know it has nothing to do with the movie, but I thought that was a cool tidbit. <laughs> but like he's on uh he's on uh Yellowstone now and stuff. Yeah, Diane Lane's character's name was Breezy. Don't be ragging on my girl, dude. I love Diane Lane. Oh, to this Diane Lane's great. I like. I it. think Bon Jovi's an idiot. Did you see uh, him and his wife come on Stern? 
Nah, yeah, I saw some of it. You see his wife. His wife is is aged. Oh, that's he, he has two. Yeah, but he had she. You, you tell around her. I, he he could have gave her a little bit of a. I didn't like. I didn't like that what he said about her. I was like, oh yeah, I got the Hollywood girlfriend, and I mean, he like really cut her down. I go, you're a dick, dude. I mean, I don't know. I just like Diane Lane. Yeah. No, I, I mean, he, he obviously loves his wife. He's a good guy because he does a lot oh, of yeah. stuff for less fortunate. So hey. Richie Sambora going to be back in the band, evidently. We'll see. We'll see. So, number four for you. Six-pack. Same one. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. six-pack. Yeah, that was number four. Uh, I remember this movie, a bunch of HBO. I just remember being enamored by Diane Lane because I was a kid at the time. The cussing. This movie always kind of reminded me of, there's a movie with Al Pacino, Arthur Arthur, I think, when all the kids are cussing, too. And my mom was cool. She let me do that stuff, which helped turn me into the <laughs> degenerate that I am now. You know, hanging out with the likes of, you know, you, Stevie. You know, yeah, so. exactly. But, uh, yeah, Six Pack's mine. I love that movie. Uh, not a big NASCAR fan. I never got into racing. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I lo- And I love the song. I love the Love Will Turn You Around. Love Will Turn That's You Around. maybe my favorite, favorite Kenny Rogers song. Because I remember, like, when, remember when Napster got real popular? And that was like one of the first songs I downloaded. Like, oh, I want to download this. <laughs> I ain't heard that song forever. And then Lars came around and took it all away. Lars had to mess everything up. Yeah. Way to go, Lars. So that's my number four. All right. Number four for me. You mentioned Eddie Murphy earlier. Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte, 48 Hours. Good movie. Uh, just remember seeing it like, of course, the edited version for NBC. Would, yeah, would you talk about edit. a movie being made today. Ooh. Oh my lord! There would be there, so many. There would be some states that wouldn't be shown in these days. <laughs> it would be banned from those you states. A, you had the Indian in there. Yeah. You had Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte trading uh, racial uh, boards back and forth with each other. But and, and Nick Nolte, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have fl- the other side. Eddie no. Murphy, maybe. But Nick oh, Nolte, yeah. man, that some of that stuff. It just, I mean, the way, yeah. Yeah. But it's, a, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's a movie. It's not. It, it's not like Shakespeare. And it was pretty much Nick Nolte playing his same character that he always plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nick yeah, Nolte yeah, plays yeah. the same guy. Pretty much, except for North Dallas Forty. That's the only time I've seen him play anything different. Yeah, because he kind of played the same guy in Down and Out in Beverly Hills. The same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right, I mean, Nick Nolte. Yeah, but yeah, forty-eight hours, and you know, then they came back. What four or five years later, did another forty-eight That's hours, which. It was okay, but it didn't match 48 hours. I, why my parents thought it was good for a, a 9 or 10-year-old kid to be watching 48 hours, even though it was the edited version, I don't know. But, yeah, it always stuck with me. So that's my number four. Because the boys are back in town. Well, my number three is explains why I dress up like a woman on Saturday nights. Oh, my God. Oh, did that come out? Oh, my God. No, I'm sorry. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Arthur. No. Dustin Hoffman. Jessica Yummy Lang. Tootsie. Oh, okay. He played. And, of course, Dabney Coleman was in it. Dabney Coleman always plays a scoundrel. I don't know if you've watched. uh, uh, What is the uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire? He plays his like his dad, I think, and he's a scoundrel then too. 
The guy's yeah, like yeah. still alive. He's like 93 years old, nine to five. And he was on a show in the it may be around this time called Buffalo Bill TV show. Yeah, Buffalo good. Bill, yeah. But Tootsie, yeah. yeah, it was like, and who was it? The guy that who was the guy? He was an evening shade, and he was an older guy, big big old guy. He was an evening shade. He also played in uh, what's that movie? Oh, God, I forget his name. But he fell in love with the character. He was like he was like oh uh, yeah, Je- yeah 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 Jessica Lange's dad. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but I know who. I but he was in also right in what was that Soggy Bottom Boys? Uh, yeah, Man of Sorrow. Of yeah, he's he was also yeah. Um, and he was he was like the dad that kind of fell in love with with Dustin Hoffman, and of course he was in love with Jessica Lane. He was in uh, he was in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas too. Yeah, he was. He, he also to, he was, was in. Like, oh, I like to dance a little sidestep. Charles yeah, Durning. Yeah, yeah. Charles yeah, and he Durning. also was he was also dancing when uh, George Clooney was singing that song that. I'm a man of constant sorrow. Yeah. But Charles Durning. Yeah. Was his name. But he had a, there's a one girl that was in there that I always had kind of a crush on in this one. And especially Mr. Mom. It was Terry Gar. Uh, yeah. I always thought she was real, she was real cute. And that was the girl that was into him. But Bill Murray, uncredited. Yes. Part best, in friend, this best friend of Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. So I'm looking at, uh, Looking at Dabney Coleman's, you know, the the movies he did around the time. He was in North Dallas 40. He played a, you know, crappy guy in that. War Games. Maria oh, yeah. Was, War Games. Yeah. yeah. On Golden Pond. I don't know if you he, I never. That. that was the Henry Fonda, right? Henry Fonda, Fonda, Jane Fonda were in the, and Catherine Hatton. Not, not to be, not to be uh, confused with the uh, other movie of a different genre, On Golden Blonde. Oh Jesus Christ! That review's coming up later. <laughs> uh, hot to trot. You remember that? I do some of the horse, right? I don't know. Wasn't that when uh, Bobcat Goldwaits was in it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, John Candy does the horse's voice. The horse talks. But Dabney Coleman was, like I said, he plays his usual uh, dick. I liked but, it better when it was called Mr. Ed. His name is Mr. Ed. You know how they got um, that horse to talk? They put peanut butter in. That's how it. Is that and that kind of inhumane? That, yeah, I know, right? Peter, where was Peter back in the where 60s? Where was Peter? Maybe Peter came along after Mr. Ed. <laughs> so, number three for me. The first of Sylvester Lone movies for me. First Blood. They drew First Blood, not me. Uh, we had the video disc player. I remember my cousin, you know, we were big Rocky fans, of course. Video and anything, you mean VHS or no, this was a this laser was a, disc. No, it wasn't called it. wasn't a laser disc. It was a step down from a laser disc. It was called RCA video disc player. Never had one. It looked just like a record, but it was, it had these big, you have to look at the, I know it, what you're talking about. I know you're, I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. You, you, Damn, you, bro, man. I just had a Betamax, man. We talk about high cotton, man. We couldn't do that. Betamax, Beta wasn't that. That was more no, expensive than the Betamax. A video disc player didn't cost much at all, but they were like cheap. I know. My my dad got one because he said it was the way of the future. It's like, hey, don't you drive a Netzel? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, First Blood, Brian Dennehy is in it. You know, uh, of course, John Rambo, who was Sylvester Lone. And the guy that played such a dick that fell out of the helicopter i wish what's his name oh 
gosh, I can't remember, but so many, so many funny things in this movie. The National Guard guys coming in there, and uh, and hold on a second, my neighbor is texting me. Is your internet working? I said, well, I hope so. <laughs> but uh, the National Guard guys coming there was the funny part. This is a serious movie, but when the National Guard guys come in there and uh, Brian Dennehy was the sheriff of that town. Comes it says, whatever you do, don't do anything. You've got him cornered in the cave. Don't shoot. Also, they send a freaking rocket launcher in there, and, and they're out there posing. They think they've killed him and all this stuff. And uh, I remember the part where he had the and this instead of blowing stuff up is when he had that like long stick with all the knives. Yeah, and it I, was it Brian Dennehy he hit that almost mm-hmm. like paralyzed him. Yep. I I was never a fan of Rambo. I, I, I saw like the third one, I think. Well, that but, was... And I know that the new ones came out and it was like, it's like, it's it's kind of like an alien movie. You've seen one, you've seen them all. That, that's me. Well, the, the also thing... talking with, to a guy that loves Schwarzenegger, so, you know. The thing with uh, the Rambo movies, they, you know, the second one, I can see, but they it just got to where it was nothing but... To count how many people Sylvester Stallone killed in a movie after after the first one, I remember uh, that one where the guy like I guess he has like a Vietnamese girlfriend. Sylvester Stallone does, and that guy that's kills the second her. one. Then he gets that arrow and like shoots that guy and blows the guy to smithereens. Like, yeah, the hot wow. shots. The hot shots picked on so many. Yeah, stuff. with the chicken. So, yeah, the chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The chicken. I like hot shots better. Yeah, or when he's like he's tightening the stuff up, he's all buff and stuff. All right, number two for you. Number two for me, one of the saddest endings. Oh gosh, that's still kind. Of, it's not Bambi. Um, I remember the first. This is a number. This is number two in a series. And the first one, I remember a bald girl being in the movie, and my dad taking me to see it. I was like 1979. I was seven. I fell asleep. But around 1982, the new one came out when Mr. Rourke came back to get his revenge on Captain Kirk. Oh. And that was Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, where he kills Spock, where Spock goes in there to save the crew. And then DeForest Kelly, uh, Bones, yeah, Jim, you better get down here. And then Spock does, I have always been and always will be your friend. And he freaking died. Spock died. I could you know, never get into Star Trek. I was a Star Wars guy, but I did. Well, I'm a Star I do Wars remember guy that too. being that being that was pretty sad. I'm a I'm a Star Wars guy too, but I I, you know, it, it's kind of like the Stones Beatles thing. I mean, they're two different things. So obviously, Star Wars is better, you know. But Star oh, Trek, yeah. and I love Spock. Spock was, Spock was my guy, dude. So yeah, uh, Star Trek too. That that was, of course, the one we'll talk about in a couple years is when he comes back to life. So oh, it's yeah. like a soap opera. Nobody did. Contract dispute. <laughs> yeah, but my God, dude, when he died, I mean, that, I mean, I know you're not a Star Trek fan, but yeah. you ask any sci fi guys, what that, that just, and we didn't know he was going to come back alive. Hey, your Spock's dying, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that scene uh, several times. And that was the, that was probably the only reason I watched that because I found out Spock was going to die. And that's probably the only reason I watched that, that particular one. So, uh, yeah, they tried to bring it, they tried to bring it back with the newer ones, like somebody playing Khan and you never got my, my taller, whatever his name. 
Dude, that's what they're playing, boss. They're playing. Yeah. That's you what they should have done with it. That's what they should have done with it. They're playing, boss. They're playing. Yeah. <laughs> Con tattoo. Anyway, number two for me. And when you started talking about a sad ending, I thought you were going to talk about this one. But when you said this is the second one, I said, no, nah, I can't be talking about this one. Because there was only one made. Steven Spielberg, you know, really where he hit hit his prime et uh with a young very young drew barrymore you think uh, et was his prime no i mean when he really people really okay. started noticing spielberg that okay. name come out and I, for me i'll put it that way okay gotcha, um, i got you as usually when you say prime that's like their best work so no you know when he i guess i i said the wrong word there i know uh, d wallace henry thomas playing the playing the uh uh San Antonio native, my buddy Steve went to school with. Oh, really? Yep. You should tell Steve, hey, call Henry. We'll get him on the show. Um, hey, we ought to. Yeah, I'll ask him. I don't know if he still talks to him or not. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot. But Drew yeah, and, and launched Reese's Pieces and yes. probably one of the worst Atari video games ever. The worst. <laughs> I had it. I, had I still it. got mine. Mine's in the closet. Really? Yeah. Collector's item, dude. That might be no, they money. have all those ones. Remember, they had to bury a bunch of them because they had so many yeah. of them didn't sell. They, they, you remember the documentary they did on that? I'm trying to find them. We talked about that with your uh, on that one of the episodes yeah, with, with uh, Kyle, who by the way, uh, Kyle finished it up, finished up his uh, chemo treatments. Everything's come back good, awesome, clear. So, hats off to Kyle. And uh, uh, in a public service announcement, just turning 50 and Stevie's around the corner. Yep, men. Get your colonoscopy. There's nothing to it. You can save he your life. It. He enjoyed it. Um, Actually, I did have a good, pretty good nap. Look, you remember, you remember, uh, and I remember in the day hearing this song, Neil Diamond did a song called Heartlight. Your boy, Neil Diamond? Oh, yeah. that's, uh, I'm thinking the other guy. Who's the other guy you don't like? Neil Young. Yeah, that's the one you don't like. Yeah. Neil Diamond did a song called Heartlight, and if you listen to the lyrics, it's it's got to be about E.T. Turn on your heartlight. Got to take a ride across the moon. Yeah. Uh, hello. He watched that movie and said, guess what? I'm going to write a song about this. Hold on a second. I, um, uh, I, I saw E.T. one time. I was 12 or 10. I didn't like it. I... Just, oh, it yeah, didn't I do anything it. for me. I still have like, an ET trading cards. I just never, I've never been a big fan of aliens because I was afraid they're going to do, you know, those kind of probes you told me about, Stevie. Oh, but, you know, I, I just, it was a movie I never really got into. I, yeah. I saw it one time. I liked, I love Reese's Pieces and I like Drew Barrymore. But have you seen those things to where it's like his finger, but it looks like kind of like a dildo? <laughs> it's like, oh, what did mom order a couple of these for? Where did you see that at? <laughs> It's it's some it's some meme and it's like his finger, but yeah. it looks like, hey, mom got a couple of those. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to your number one movie. Uh, my number one's another sequel, and this guy's pretty much the king of sequels. You had him earlier with Rambo, Rocky Three. Well, that was probably my favorite Rocky. Let's go movie. ahead. Let's go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. That's my number You're one. Well, I I had that soundtrack. For obvious reasons, I had the tiger. And you know, and I remember seeing Hulk Hogan and just I knew what wrestlers were, but I, I wasn't that into it. 
in the but flesh, you, baby. Thunder lips, right? Thunder, thunder lips. lips or thunder hips? Thunder, thunder lips, lips, not thunder yeah. hips. Yeah, and it's funny about that movie that Vince McMahon Sr. didn't want him to make it. I think he fired him over that. But Junior was all into it because Junior, but that pretty much helped spawn Hulk Hulkamania. everything. Yeah. Some of the I mean, you're, you're not going to see you're not going to see Greg the Hammer Valentine versus you know Sylvester Stallone going to stop stuff. Hulk Hogan was a he was the perfect thing to bring wrestling into the mainstream. You know what? Sitting here thinking about this, you know Hogan. You look at the size difference between Hogan and Stallone. So, granted, that was an exhibition match and all this stuff. Rocky Four. Guess who auditioned to be the Russian? Wrestler. Nikita Koloff? Yes. And did. I interviewed Nikita. Nikita was. Oh, you did? Yeah. He was talking about it. And he said everything went good. We did our shots. We did our shots together, like scenes together. Crockett messed it up, right? No, no. They said he was too good, too big, too much bigger than Stallone. He's not as big as Longren was, was he? And I don't think so. He sure said. He said, you, "We we loved you, but you're too too big." You're Nikita too had bigger. Nikita was like the kind of wrestler that that should have been huge. Yeah, if, if he'd I mean, have gone. Gone to WWE, drop the drop the Russian bullshit, you know. And no, become, I mean, you imagine Nikita going to WWF with Hogan as a champion, but they wouldn't have made they would well, they wouldn't have let him. They, yeah. But Vince back then, and look at what he did, Dusty dude, he wouldn't have let him a Russian. That's he would have had him grow idea. hair and become like somebody from Minnesota where he was. You know, you're the yeah, actual. He probably would have used his actual yeah. name. Look what he did uh, to Terry Taylor, one of the greatest scientific red wrestlers. Rooster. Yes. So Rocky Three. Had the soundtrack, loved the movie. And I remember thinking, man, Mr. T was huge, right? Because I see him on the A-team and stuff. Yeah. And then next to Hogan, like nothing, dude. Look, when, same thing here. When he got to WrestleMania 1 and he was in there with, you know, uh, Orndorff, Piper, Cowboy Bob Orton, I was like, he's not big at all. And then when he did WrestleMania 2 with Piper in the boxing match, uh, I was like, yeah, they, they really made him look uh, – they really made him look good on Rocky Three because he is not they a. They made him look good at WrestleMania too because he was a, a diva to work with. That's what Piper yeah, said. Yeah, but some of the best lines in any movie, Clubber Lang, Mr. T gets Clubber Lang. Hey woman, <laughs> that's all I got to say. Yeah, hey, hey woman, woman. Yeah. and come on uh, my apartment, man. I I see what a real man is like. What a real man looks like. I bet you sit up late at night wondering what a real man is like. I tell you what. Why don't you bring yourself pretty little yeah, stuff over my pub and I'll show you what a real man is. You want it, you got it. Yeah, he knew how to press his buttons. But you why that who, who also too, Burgess Meredith, man, God, what a great just old school actor that, talking about a sad thing, the death of Spot. What about the death of Mickey? Yeah. And then that embarrassing scene by the ocean where they get in the water, him and Apollo get in the water and it's uh, still not as bad as the top gun volleyball scene. That's the No, event. I agree with that, but yeah. Talia Shire, you know, and I, I don't care if she was in Godfather or what, Talia Shire will always be known as Adrian to me. Uh, she, she just, yeah, she wasn't as prominent in Godfather. She wasn't Rocky. Burt Young. And why Pauly, did they have to kill her off in the later ones? I don't know why they do that. I don't know. I don't know if she didn't want to come do it or or what. I mean, but, you know, they, they end up killing off Polly too. In Creed. Did Polly die? 
Yeah. Creed. Oh, Creed, right. When they did the that Creed old dude's movie. still alive too. Born on April thirtieth, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bert Young. Bert Young. Yeah. His birthday, and he was I like that word. An accomplished boxer. You know that. Yeah. He yeah. actually he was. Uh, I like that when he throws that beer or whatever to that Rocky machine. And then I that, like the oh, I had a beer. It's like liquor. It's like or something. It's a fifth of liquor. But I like it how it shows Rocky how he made it, and, you know, and it stuff, and how, how you got to get hungry again. Yeah, how much rock, Rocky fame has changed Rocky. But yeah, how bad of luck does he have? He loses everything, has to live on the streets, man. God. But then you know he he makes that all right. You know he ends up by owning a restaurant, and he calls. Have you seen the Have you seen the latest Creed? Yes. Is it good? I like the first two. You won't like the third one okay. as much as you did. I'll put it to you this way, and I'm not going to give away anything away. Rocky movies and 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 even the Creed movies are known for iconic fight scenes, right? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you see the the fight scenes like going back to Apollo and Rocky. The first two were great, man. So. And yeah, and, and Rocky, even Rocky three, Rocky four. This one is different. This fight scene is different in this movie. It's got a good story to it. I'll go, I'll go along with that. Rocky is not in this movie because Sylvester Stallone had a, uh, I think, Urban Chardoff and him are having, you know, about control of the Rocky brand. I'm not a, I'm not a big. I always try to tell someone I'm a big Stallone fan, but have you watched Tulsa King? I have not watched it. I it's good, watch it. dude. Yeah. And I'm not a big Stallone fan. It. I like it's good. I love like, Stallone. That's one the guy that does Yellowstone, of course. He did that and also uh one I also finished up, Mayor Kingston. That's a good one too. The kid that played Rocky's son. Oh my god. And Rocky Three, the young guy. What happened? You need to look up that. <laughs> I know I know Fried is his his name. I'm thinking. But it is, yeah, dude, you have to look that up. I'm not going to get into too much into that. Um, well, the the two later in the fifth one, I think his son his played his son. real son. And he's he died. He died. His real son died. Yeah, really. And then in in Balboa and the Creed movies, the guy that was uh, the husband that got killed on This Is Us. I don't know if you ever watched that that show. I did. That was a good show. Guy was you're, mar- you're married. If I watched it by myself. You would start to wonder. The guy was a Steelers fan, so I had to watch it. But he he ends up playing. You felt sorry for him, I hear. Yeah, I felt sorry for him. Uh, But he he ends up playing Rocky's son in the Balboa and Creed movies. Okay. So we're through with movies. We had our, you know, we agreed on Rocky Three, no doubt about it. uh, There. So what's next? TV shows. Let's do TV shows. TV shows. And I'll start off. You you go first, Stevie. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the one one that lasted a whopping six episodes that year. I and, think I know what it but is. It ended up. I know what it is. Leading to such bigger things. I'm talking about the files of Police Squad. Yes, Leslie leading, Nielsen. Yes, I mean Leslie Nielsen, and I remember watching all six of those episodes. I think they came on Friday nights, and I watched them all. And then when it went off, I was so disappointed. Then. You were the one that watched it. Yeah, I was the one. I was the one. Leslie Nielsen can thank me. I, well, God rest his soul. Uh, but 
Then it leads to Naked Gun. And I'm looking at it. I said, that's the guy from Police Squad. So I'm watching. This is freaking Police Squad because it said Naked Gun from the files of Police Squad. So, yeah. I mean, Leslie Nielsen hit his mark with with Frank Drebin and, and Naked Gun. You know, three. You know, you had the two sequels, the the trilogy, uh, and it led to a lot of lot a lot of other movies for Leslie Nielsen. But man, they had some like they had some big stars like in the cameo. I think William Shatner tonight's special how? guest William, and he drinks the coffee and he dies, and so everybody dies before they come on the show. How about O.J. Simpson playing one of the? He wasn't in. Uh, he wasn't in that. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was there. He was in Naked Gun. He was in. Yeah, all but of he wasn't in Police Squad. No, oh no, no, he was still well. Because no, Norberg was, was the guy that was real tall, and hey, Norberg, you got something on your face, and he would well, like, did, hit it that and a banana was, would call. That guy was in Naked Gun, yeah, but they didn't call him Norberg on that one. That, that was in Naked Gun when he did that. He said, You got something on your face, yeah, like no, a piece of banana guy. would fall down or something. All of a sudden, a half a banana falls, <clears throat> and like when the police car would not go, then it went through a woman's locker room, went through a water that slide. Was, you know, one of the iconic things to look for in a naked gun movie is how that police car, where it's going to go. It, it Star Wars, it was in a Star Wars movie. It was, yeah. yeah. And then, I, what was it? Zsa Zsa slapped the, uh, yeah. ends up slapping it at the end. Yeah. I remember that one because I think when uh, when uh, Naked Gun came out, like late 80s, that they released that on video. So I went yeah. to the video store and Oh, God. Should I, I probably watched that eight times, like one hour, you know what I mean? Just over and over and I over. I laughed so hard the first time I watched that. Oh, man. So yeah, that sucked, five. though, that it sucked that it went away. So, yeah. My number my number five is the probably the direct opposite of what Police Squad was. <laughs> this show was actually on for a while. And I never understood how nobody ever on this show ever got a DWI, all the beer they drank. But everybody knew your name. Cheers. And uh, Tom and Zeus probably know about this, that bar number was filmed. Five, really? Number five is Cheers. Cheers is my number five. It was wow. kind of an adult show. But let me ask you, Shelly Long or Christy Alley for you? Shelly Long. Christy Alley for me. Yeah, Shelly Long. But uh, my I favorite character. Kirstie, nothing against Kirstie Alley. No. She, yeah. She would, she, I liked her better when she did like. Uh, Runaway? Well, Runaway too, yeah. The movie, I like the movie Kirstie Alley better. Yeah, I, I remember that Cliff and Norm were my two favorite because, you know, Norm, uh, yeah, Cliff like was Woody. like a know-it-all. And, and, yeah, Woody, well, that was later. but Woody man, and Coach you, were like, you know, Coach. Yeah, but did like, you see oh, that thing geez. about Coach? He was only like 52 when he died, brother. You see all these people, like you look at like Mr. Roper, he was 52. You look at yeah. all these people you thought were old and they're like, crap, they're around my age. Yeah, and Like Coach the Coach, I remember – he was like in a few episodes and he died suddenly. I remember yeah. that part. Cancer. Cancer. He had lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And they were talking about, you know, things weren't looking good. And he, he did a few episodes and then they they didn't announce he was uh Yeah, they didn't they didn't know, yeah. They yeah, he tell anybody. They didn't announce he would he had pat they just used it like he was he was away. He was away visiting people or something yeah. like that, I think. Just never but, came um, back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So number five is Cheers. Number four for me, Knight Rider. David Hasselhoff. Gosh, knows as much as you know. I still say he was he was bigger in this than he was in Baywatch, but you know a lot of people don't agree with that. Um, he was cooler. 
Yeah, he was definitely cooler. No doubt about I it. Never, the I car. Kit. Never got into Baywatch. Kit. No, I didn't either. I didn't. Who was a guy with? Uh, he was his twin with a goatee. He had like twenty. Drove car. K A R R. Uh, oh yeah, that was when the evil, the evil yeah. kid. Car. Hey, remember yeah. on South Park when they did that? When like Cartman came from another dimension. He had the goatee, but he was nice. <laughs> and who, who, you know, everybody knows. No big uh, surprise. Kit's voice was by uh, Mr. Class, or not Mr. Uh, not head of the class. Uh, boy Meets World. Topanga, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Boy Topanga. I wonder why you thought of her first. You I didn't watch that else. show. I just remember her. <laughs> I'm sure you did. But yeah, uh, yeah. Boy's still car. alive, too. Yeah, William Daniels. He was also on, a, was also on that Saint show, Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere. Yeah, St. Elsewhere. Yeah, he was a dick on St. Elsewhere. I mean, that was I a stupid show. I never saw it, but I was thinking was, about watching it. Then I it, then I saw it ended, and like, oh come on! Yeah, one of the that's worse than the Sopranos ending. But uh, yeah, William Daniels. Uh, and after that, though, I mean, you really you had you had Devin Devin Miles, who was the I remember guy. Devin. He used to do something years earlier called in television. It yeah. was like a it was like a, a commercials were in television. Yeah. And it was like a little a competitor with Atari, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the, I had I had the car, the kit car. Wish I still had it, but you know, no telling how much that would be worth these days. But yeah, loved Night Rider. That was one of my go-to between Night Rider and Dukes of Hazard. Back then, you had everybody wanted to do a show with a car in it. So, but that was a that was a cool Trans Am because it was like a because you think about the smoking the Bandit Trans Am. How iconic that was, and then they went yeah. to this one. That was a big change. Yeah, yeah. So your number four. My number four is a show that didn't. I think it lasted maybe one, two seasons. And I love six shows. <laughs> I love I love time travel and stories about time travel. I love history. And I remember like making. It was uh, called Voyagers. It was not on very long. I do remember. I vaguely remember that show. The kid, the kid that that played. It was like an older guy and a kid. And the kid was actually in a Ronnie James Dio video. I don't forget the name of the video, but I remember watching it one time. Like, hey, that's the kid from Voyagers. Uh, John Eric Hexum was the guy. He was like a up and coming wow. star. Yeah, it was uh, another show called him. Cover Up. Yeah, but he had a uh, he was on Cover Up, which was a kind of a cool show. It was like Magnum, but you know. It yeah. was like they had that that role. I need a hero that which is a badass song. And yeah, he co-starred Jennifer O'Neill, which was a hottie. But Back he was messing with a, a, a gun, a gun and I guess gun. a blank, and he shot himself in the temple and he killed him. The dude was like 27. But Voyagers, yep. they would they would time travel. And then he would show him they would show him flying through space and they would meet like Abraham Lincoln. I don't know, I haven't watched it so long. Mino Pelusi. Yeah, he's in some Ronnie James Dio video, some Dio video. Let me see what it, what his credits are. And um, he's in photography now. And but John Eric Hexel, man, I just I remember that happening and it being a big story. I felt bad for the guy, man. I mean, the whole life ahead of him. He was in Amityville Horror too. Uh, the, the he kid? was. It says Dio, the last in line. That's what he was. The delivery boy. Yeah, that's what it was. But Voyagers, I remember that me and my buddies, that they had the, I don't know if it was called Medallion or something, where it would show them where to go, omelet or omelet or whatever, something like that. 
but we would make them, we would make ours out of old radio speakers with kind of a red and green thing. I mean, his name this was, before you went to go buy it. So, yeah, his name of the show was Jeffrey Jones. I and think it was on for like two years, 20 episodes. So, two yeah, years. Three years, 1982, 1983. Yeah. He was also in that great show, Manimal. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Anyway, this segues into uh, my number three. He was he played in one episode of that as and he had to be one of the friends. He was in uh, Voyagers? No, yeah, the the guy from Voyagers was was on this show that I'm about to talk to you about. My number three. The kid or the older guy? The kid. The kid. He was in one episode of Here We Are, Face to Face, a couple of silver spoons. Yeah. I, what can he you was say? In that, he was on that, huh? Yeah, he was on one episode. He's, he was he guest starred as Toby Andrews. Wow, I didn't um, know that. Silver Spoons, that was always the house that I wanted. I mean, you know, Edward Stratton, who was played by Joel. I and think the dad. Name. The dad was a cool. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and then, of course, Erin Gray was on Silver Spoons. She played Kate Summers, who ends up marrying. How in the world... His dad managed to pull. Exactly. That's what I was doing. Uh, but yeah. I remember man. the grandfather was that. We shall do. He was, he did some kind John of. John Houseman. John Houseman. We should, but no time before it's time. But uh, another and guy that was, another guy was uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Got Jason Bateman played there. his buddy for, and Jason Bateman was a scoundrel. He was Derek Taylor. And he goes on to, uh, it's your he movie. leaves. Silver Spoons to go out on his own, and he did that show. Uh, it's your, it's move. your move, yeah. Oh, I love that show. Uh, but and you yeah. have a you have a history for like watching shows got canceled pretty quick, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, yeah. Silver uh, Spoons is my number three, too, by the way. Alfonso Ribeiro got his start yes. there. That was before the Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson's Pepsi commercial where he break dance. And he actually, oh, I thought you were gonna say that's before the Michael Jackson, but we're not gonna go there. Oh, oh, yeah, let's not go there. But yeah, uh, you remember the Menudo episode? No. Rick, Ricky, or Rick, whatever you want to call him now, meets this girl at school, and she is a big, she's a big Menudo fan, and he gets Menudo to come to his house and play this party for him. And I was I like, heard Mr. T was on there. He played his bodyguard. when I mean, he got beat up. Yeah, Mr. T was on there. And then, uh, gosh, who else? There were several of them up there. Whitney Houston was on there before she oh, got, really? really got big. Uh, Alfonso, you remember his uh, – Alfonso was there with his – he stayed with his uncle, Dexter. He was a lawyer, I think. Yeah, right? Dexter. His name was Dexter Stuffing. But there were, there were two of them, though. There was, there was one two original lawyers. and the you other, yeah. One, you have one on the first year. And, uh, but, yeah, that guy would last one year. But Dexter – Is that the one away. where he shows up at the door and goes, Dad? And he just looks at him. And smiles. Yeah. But Dexter was actually ends up being a love interest for Whitney Houston. And oh, I'm really? like, wow. In real was, life? No, no. Oh. Only for that I think she was on for one episode. Well, she didn't want to dance with somebody, so maybe yeah. that's who she did. This was with. before that. This was with her uh her debut album was along. But yeah, so number three for you was Silver Spoons. So. Silver Spoons, Jason Bateman. Yep. Number two for me is a repeat. And we're going to go to where everybody knows your name. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. I've started 
watching that again. I've got through the first two seasons. And I have a man, feeling our number one's going to be the same. You think so? Yeah. But yeah, Cheers. You know, as a kid back then, you're like, okay, like you said, this is more of an adult show, but it's still funny. Coach was silly. Uh, you know, what's his name? I don't forgot his name. Sam Malone. Sam Malone. Sam Malone. I know. Woody. Woody was great. When oh, Woody yeah. got with that girl, he's great. To, everything. Yeah. Try, that was some of the funniest crap when he sang that song. Kelly, 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 Kelly. Y K E L L Y. You know, there was a show. There was a spinoff from that show. It was Rhea Perlman's Tortellis. Yeah, I like that show too. Yeah, yeah, the Tortellis. And that, I, and that I couldn't stand that guy's voice though. That and girl that played his wife. That girl that played his wife. Casey Kasem's wife. That was Casey Kasem's wife, the one that like took him away after he died from his kids and put him in like some god known country and never buried yeah. him. Gene, Gene boy, Kasem. that's vindictive. Yes, Gene Kasem. Of course, I thought she was hot because she had you know large hands. Yeah, big hands. <laughs> so that you talk yeah. about the voice, but that was kind of annoying too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number two for you. Uh, repeat, Knight Rider, of course. Um, just, you know, what can't be said about that show. It was, you know, probably next to Dukes of Hazard. I mean, it was it was everything. Um, yeah, not, yeah, not a bad. I remember they, I remember later on and like, it, it's funny, on my way to work, there's a gold building where they actually shot part of it. They shot the, one of the Knight Rider movies here in the 90s. And that, gold building was like the industries 2000 or whatever they were called. Right. And I remember a few years, like probably like late nineties. It's like, I had to go to business there. It's like for a, for a class. I'm like, Oh, this is where they shot Knight Rider. I'm like, you're a geek. But I drive <laughs> by that every day. And it's like, Hey, that's where they shot Knight Rider. And they shot it. And they have a thing called the river center mall, river center. We have a river walk here. We're like that's where the Spurs, you know, when they win, they hold the championships, which is may happen again in my lifetime. Evidently. Maybe, maybe, maybe I know. <laughs> you never know. Right. Come on, Stevie. It's kind of like the Cowboys. At least no, I, I have more faith in the Spurs. At least it hasn't been that, that long. No, we got Peter Holt. He lets people run the business. He doesn't get involved. So, number one. I know it's the same. And it's one of the most iconic TV show theme songs that you ever hear. One of my favorite, uh, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. Uh, you know, and it launched. That's Johnny Michael. Mathis. Yeah, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. I thought it was that guy from uh, "Show Me That Smile" again, Alan Thick. Oh, that's B.J. I, Thomas. I'm, yeah, that's the guy I thought. Yeah, but yeah, Michael J. Fox, uh, Justine Bateman, Tina Yothers, Michael Gross, Meredith Baxter, Bernie Meredith Baxter, which she's only Meredith Baxter now. And that kid that who was the kid that was a little kid? He turned out to be like Brian Bonzel. Death. They they showed him like tattoos all over his neck and face. Like, How about Nick that? though? Hey, yo, Mallory. What was Look. that movie Transylvania? Was he in? Uh, was he the one that was in? Uh, was no, in Skippy was in Trick or Treat. Skippy. Yeah, Skippy. The he was in Trick or Treat. If you haven't figured out what we're talking about, then I think both of us agree on this family ties. Uh, it no only. Bigger, it, Probably the biggest star in the world at that time, Michael J. Fox with Back yeah, you to know, the Future. He was, he was recording. He was doing Back to the Future at night yeah. and then getting a car, taking a nap, had a driver, taking a nap on the way to the to the uh, 
family ties set. And, and you know, and it, I mean, as big as the show is to me, it only influenced my daughter's name, Mallory. So oh, that really? was where we, okay. that's where we got Mallory from. And, and your and your wife was okay with your your childhood oh, she, crush she there. One of her ideas. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Because if we had if it had been a boy, we were going to call him Hayden. You know where Hayden came from, don't you? Coach Hayden. Hayden, Hayden Christensen's from uh, Darth Vader. No, Hayden Fox from Coach when Craig T. Nelson played Coach. The best way to come up with names: look through old TV shows. We didn't want any. We didn't want anything that everybody else had. You know, we want something different. So, hey man, uh, Jason from Sarcomand. <laughs> I predate that, so. No. But you know, one of the go-to episodes, or the two go-to episodes for me, was when Michael J. J. Fox's character Alex Keaton meets Ellen Reed, uh, and who goes on to be his real-life wife of all these years, Tracy Pollan. You could feel that. That was like. At that time, I guess that was like season three, so I would have been 12. You know, at the time, you're thinking about girls a little bit. And this probably got me thinking about girls a little bit more with the, the way they did that. And it launched. And he wasn't even supposed to date her. It was a roommate. Yeah. And it launched uh, Billy Bear and the Beaters at this moment. It wonder. that song into it. That, that is a great freaking Nobody song. would have ever known about that if, if Family Ties hadn't come along and they I, Courtney, Cox they too. Courtney Cox Courtney Cox goes on after Ellen leaves Courtney Cox goes on to and becomes his uh love interest Lauren Miller uh which didn't hit the same as Ellen though it, you know nothing the story just wasn't the same but uh yeah family ties definitely number one by I, re- me. I remember the what I remember is I remember Tom Hanks being in it he played yeah he was uh, the uncle he, he played the uncle that Alex looked up to he was always and, in trouble. Uh, and you know, you know, you know how I am nowadays and stuff like that. Uh, uh, politically wise, we won't talk in this. Back in the day, I used to be pretty conservative. And I remember me and my buddy were having an argument one time. And he always called me Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> he was oh, like, yeah. Believe me, there was a time when he would call me Alex P. Keaton. Cause I just thought it was so funny. He's this big Republican <laughs> with his hippie parents and, I think that's what kind of made it there. I'm actually reading, uh, listening to Michael J. Fox's audiobook. Right. I have Audible because he's got a uh, special on uh, Apple TV coming back, coming up about you know his life. Uh, two things, man. You talk about a hell of a woman. His wife. Oh yeah. Sticking by him and doing all this stuff, and him and his attitude. I mean, I, I saw him say, "Yeah, I think he's 60." He goes, "I'm not gonna live to be 80." No. But he has the most genuine attitude about the stuff he's going through. It just, it just, it, and, you know, when you, and you're kind of thinking, oh, God, I'm having a bad day, whatever. And you think about somebody like them, and yeah, he's got a lot of money. He admits that, but they can't leave him alone without him falling. I mean, it's, it's that, yeah. and he had to give up his career, Spin City. He was, I mean, he was doing great. And it's he just, he was really doing good. Over. Spin City yeah. was good. Yeah. But, you know, and, and look, this is something he chose to do. He chose a lot of these times not to take, he had medication that could help. I mean, not, cure it but it could help you know with the shaking and stuff like that but he chose not to do it just to set an example of what he had to go through and to have, try to raise funds for for research yeah, but there were people that accused him of faking it which was bullshit. oh yeah, yeah yeah ridiculous ridiculous but yeah so i'm glad we look 
TV shows and movies, we have agreed on the top one. Uh, so still hope for us two, yet. Two, we're two for four so far. Yeah. So right. what are we we're going to? Uh, let's go to songs. What do albums last? All right, you go first this time. Um, a couple people do this song, and I tell people that this version is my favorite. And it's not because he's from Texas. But oh, this geez. is originally an Elvis song, but it's done by we Willie gotta Nelson. Win this race. <laughs> <laughs> it's done by Willie Nelson. It's called Always on My Mind. Yeah. I like I love the Elvis version, don't get me wrong. But the Willie Nelson version of this song is just it just always on I just I don't know how to say it. It's just I mean if people tell me, oh it's he you think it's better than Elvis? I go, I love Willie Nelson, first of all. I you know, and I just think his version's better and it's just just a great song always on my mind okay i can go along with that yeah it's a good version it, it just uh and at the time i didn't know elvis had done a version of it when willie nelson's version came out we did you didn't you didn't have all the internet to go go back and look well who did he did somebody else did this song but oh yeah, the elvis I, version is great but the willie yeah. nelson with willie you're either a i think it's it's it you it, I can see people aren't fans of his because he's a little, he's always been kind of slower, his renditions, yeah. but you know, and I, and I know our buddy will say George Jones is the greatest. I would put Willie Nelson above George Jones. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> oh God. We're going to get a phone call. That, that was just, that's just my opinion. I love Willie Nelson though. Okay. Both great Number, by the way. Yeah. Number five for me. All girl band. Um, they're L seven. Yeah, L seven. Yeah, they weren't even thought of. Oh, I was on an all girl band. Everybody. Yeah, but uh, and the perfect perfect summer song back then. Uh, I'm talking about Vacation by the Go Go's. Uh, you know, you f- I fell in love with Belinda Carlisle when I saw the uh, Our Lips Are Sealed video. I mean, I was like. Blah, blah, blah. And I just thought the Go Go's were so great. How did I go against you? Yeah. But, you know, the 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 video is so. I don't know. I don't know what to think about the video. They show the them. They're, actually, on the, they're on the. They're on the. They're skiing. skiing. Yeah. yeah they're, skiing. They're, they're making it look like they're actually those ladies. And then they show close up to their face. Oh, it's not them? It. No, it's not really them. And the, yeah. Um, and this was actually written first by Kathy Valentine when she was in another band, uh, the text tones vacation. And they picked this up, but it's a shame that the go-go's couldn't hold it together longer than they did in the eighties because yeah, this, this was just, this was well, Belinda, Belinda got so big too. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. You imagine, I don't know if they would have, they wouldn't have been able to do Belinda, the kind of stuff Belinda did on her own day. That that was just not their their music. They were more of a rock punk kind of band. Uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, and and Belinda was doing definitely pop, yeah. pop music. But yeah, the Go Go's for me. Vacation is number five for me. Number four, we talked about it earlier. Love will turn you around by the great Kenny Rogers. Yes. You can run, you can hide, you know, which is funny because, you know, I, I'm still single after those years, so I guess love never really turned me around. It's turned <laughs> me on my ass and broke my heart, 
but it's never really quite turned me around. So I love the intro. Did you do, I mean, I'm a big Kenny Rogers fan. We've talked about him in the past. Just another great song. I always yeah, say, Ken, I always sending Kenny Rogers as the white man's Barry White. He definitely had to look for it, but yeah, Lady. great, great song. I love Love Will Turn You Around. But if I had Aaron Gray knocking on my door, I'd my ass would turn around too. You know? I'm turning around. Or, or, you know, Diane Lane. Uh, yeah, this was on, that was one of my honorable mentions. But uh, Really? Yeah, definitely. And that's one of your favorite movies? Okay. Yeah. Number four for me, and this was, and I hate to say it this way, but I wasn't Past Kiss in the rock world, I, I mean, maybe a few of the, the hit songs that came out. This is what probably made me discover Van Halen off the Diver Down album. And it's a cover really? song, Pretty Woman, Roy Orbison's Pretty Woman. You know, and then when you hear Pretty Woman, you're always thinking about Intruder, which was a, a, a instrumental that Eddie Van Halen did. But it's you know the sounds it makes you know you can tell what what is going there. You ain't got to be a rocket science. And if you watch the video, you hear that too. That they're grouped together, kind what of. Creep, what a creepy ass video! Those midgets attacking the <sighs> poor lady. Or yeah. sorry, little people. Sorry, did I get us canceled, Stevie? The, uh, the the only you know, I don't know. That was a disturbing video. The only thing it was so hilarious with the different characters they played in that video. You know, Michael, Michael Anthony playing. Like a, yeah, no, I want to sumo wrestling. He was like, oh, that's a, in a, Genghis, that's in Harper Teacher. Duh. He was like Genghis Khan or something. And then Eddie Van. Yeah, Halen they had this Asian cowboy. thing with Michael Anthony in both videos. So you notice yeah. that. Eddie Van Halen was a cowboy. Yeah. David Lee Roth was Napoleon. Jesus and then Christ. Alex was. Tarzan, and they were going to rescue the girl. <laughs> so yeah, but that was all over the radio back then, and that was how I got introduced to to Van Halen. Diver Down is still one of my favorite Van Halen albums, just because of that. I wouldn't have discovered Van Halen for another two years. Jump was so when that was, Yeah, that's when it got me. Yeah. I tell all people right. that now, and they look at me like, You're "You crazy. didn't discover Van Halen until 1984." I was, I was right in Alabama, was, Glenn Campbell back in the day. I was just a little bit ahead of you. That's all. We're number three? Yeah, number three. Uh, another movie we mentioned earlier. I talked about it. I had the Tiger, baby. You know, I want to get the Eye of the Tiger and dance with Stevie on the Survivor. beach. Dude. Survivor. Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Real Men of Genius fame. Oh, gosh, yes. The people don't realize the guy that sang that song does the Budweiser. Bud Light. Bud Light, Real Men of Genius. Careful, you, brother. Don't don't say Bud Light now. If you uh, go back and listen to some of that stuff, you'll die laughing. Yeah, I mean funny. that it, it's, it's on TikTok stuff. a lot. The people do that. It's funny. We'll talk about those are some those are some great commercials though. I had a tiger, but that was a perfect song for for the the Rocky movie. But you could not escape it in 1982. No, it was all over the place. But I want to that say that minute work down work. under. Yeah, I want to say was that. Uh, it seems like I heard that wasn't the original choice for a theme song for Rocky. Uh, another one bites the dust was was supposed to be the theme song for Rocky Three. Queen wouldn't let him have it. 
I'm reading it right here. That was stupid. Uh, the song was written by survivor guitarist Frank Southern, blah, blah, and it was recorded at the request of Rocky Three Star. I don't writer know if dir- I know writer directed Sloan after Queen did not give permission to use another one, Bites of Dust, the song he intended as a Rocky Three. I don't theme. know. I don't know if, if that would have been as well because that song had been out for a year already. So, yeah. I think I the Tiger was a great did. choice. And, I mean, he, he he wrote it into the uh, another script. one by the Dust that came out what 80, 81? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, Brian May's a Brian May's what a, a rocket scientist. Boy, he messed up on that one, didn't he? <laughs> well, that that'll that'll make an appearance a little bit further up on my list. All right, my number three, and you're gonna probably laugh at this. <laughs> um, oh wait. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, sorry. Let's prepare myself. Laura Branigan, Gloria. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a badass song, dude. Laura Branigan, I mean, such a great, great artist. I got a chance to interview her. How do we call it? She passed Legacy. away. She's gone. She passed She's away. She passed right? away. Yeah, she passed away. What was that other song she had out? Solitaire. Uh, self-control. Self-control. I saw the video yeah. the other day, and I was thinking how hot she was. Yeah, poor thing. Wow. I didn't know she She died away. in 2004. Wow. She was only 52. 52. Um, but, yeah, I got a chance to, to interview her. I I don't know what the proper name is. Legacy uh, representative for her now, Miss um, Kathy Keto Golick and you know, some of the stories she was talking about, you know, Gloria went to have another life of its own with the St. Louis Blues hockey team. They used that as their theme song when they won the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, which she still gets invited back oh, every wow. year. To, and they gave, you know, they had her, she had a jersey, a Brannigan jersey. Jersey. They got all behind that. That was really like, awesome. the, that was their, and the story she told me, they were in a bar. The, the, the blues players went a bar and heard that song and they were like, they're like, you know, that needs to be our theme song. And after that, they, they went from like playing like crap to winning a Stanley cup. So, and she was there in the Stanley cup playoffs. And she um, had a hell of a voice. Wow. That's a great, yeah. song. songs and are great. You listen to her on uh solitaire. That is probably my favorite Laura Brannigan song right there. But solitaire, when she hits some of these high notes, or some of the, you can just hear the strength in her voice. And just a shame that she her life got cut short so tragically. But uh, yeah, number three for me is Gloria. Number two, one of the biggest but very cool boy bands of the '80s. Oh gosh! I saw this video. This is the first video I saw, but I think it's like their. I don't know if Girls on Film was maybe the oh. video before this. I don't. I don't know. But Rio, her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand. <laughs> I remember my my I remember my uncle coming to me and go, "Hey, have you heard that song by Duran Duran?" And yeah, yeah. And I was getting <coughs> into music this time, and I just did like they're on a boat and everything. But I always, of course, I loved Indiana Jones, but all their videos, Union of the Snake, the Reflex, yeah, all that, not the Reflex. Like movie, the wolf. They all look like Indiana Jones. Like they were off in foreign lands doing. And I just loved. I love. And I know they guy got to be a. But I love Duran Duran. They're a great band. Oh, look! Yeah, I got in Duran Duran after uh, 
what, what wild boys. Yeah, but it was cool back then is because you could like this kind of band without being called it, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. when, you know, later stuff happened. Oh, you're a, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that was mostly with the metal bands, but yeah, Duran Duran, just great band. And they're on they're going on a they're going on a tour again. You know, Simon LeBond's actually uh one of the guests on Dolly Parton's uh album. So, Which is the one that's he's got pancreatic cancer is it Andy Taylor? Yeah, I remember that guy. He, remember that song he did? He was married was to some model back in the day. Right. And I remember they were like in a bathtub together. She's next. I was like, dude, it's not even life's not even fair. You remember when he went out and did a solo thing? He did he did a song for a a, a movie. It's a great song. I love the song, but it's called Take It Easy. I have to look it up. You have to look up. Okay. This was after the Olympics of 84. So everybody was in love with the uh, whole Mary Lou Retton gymnast thing. The men's side, Mitch Gaylord. You remember him? I remember Mary Lou Retton. That's the only one I remember. Mary Lou Retton. Well, Mitch Gaylord was a big star on the men's side. He did a movie. And, yeah, he was a gymnast. It's called American Anthem. What is Wayne Gretzky's wife's name? You remember her? Mrs. Gretzky? Yeah, yeah, that's her. Uh, I don't know. Hot. And she was. Oh, I, doubt, I don't doubt it. His daughter's hot, so I don't doubt it. Let me see what her name is before I, before I get any American out. It was a terrible movie. But, you know, the song, the song was great. Okay. Janet Jones. Yeah, that's right. Mitch Gaylord, let's see, Michelle Phillips, where Mamas and the Papas was in it. Another hottie. She played, she played his mom. But, yeah, go back and listen to that song. Andy Taylor, take what it easy. Yeah, great. All right. Number two for me is the late, great, beautiful Olivia Newton-John, physical, all over the place. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about the video that, that people were – I know you're getting a little smile on your face about that. Well, you look at that video and how how it was so <laughs> controversial, and it's like nothing now. Yeah, nothing. But uh, can you? This is something you'll like here. The song was produced by John Farr and written by Steve Kipner and Terry Shattuck, who had originally attended to offer it to Rod Stewart. Wow, I can't imagine that. The song had also been offered to Tina Turner, but when she declined, it was given to Olivia Newton-John. Good choice. Can you imagine Rod Stewart singing physical? And what about him wearing that headband? <laughs> well, he does. Like, there's a he's got a live album called Absolutely Live, and he's wearing that headband like Olivia. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think Rod at the time was trying to get away from the whole "Do you think I'm sexy." Yeah. Why he did infatuation, why he did stuff like that, more rock stuff. So, but you know, why he turned that, it down. This spent 10 weeks at number one. I remember so, they had an ABC special and just people lost their shit. Yeah. And uh, the guitar solo, I bet you don't know who, who does that. Steve Lukather from Toto did the guitar solo, a very underrated guitar uh, player right there. But I yeah. told you I, I saw her a few years ago, right? 
and she kept talking about her guitar player and it was Andy Timmons from Danger Danger. Yeah. He was yeah. her guitar player for a long time. I and it was like she said the name. I was like, who how do I know that name? And bang, bang. Oh, okay. Rest her God. Just God, I I mean, I don't know. I live in yeah. John. I always say that she's my first crush, but I was thinking that maybe it may have been Jessica Lane because King Kong predated. All I know, I was in the blondes, I guess. So I was, I was, both I of them got me going. I was definitely head over heels for her in Greece. So yeah, I know that was probably the first one. But you're one of those people that like the second one. Then. Yeah, I like the second one. I like Michelle Pfeiffer. That's about it. It was good. I mean, it it, it wasn't a copy. Are, copy are you watching the, the new one. Pink Ladies, <laughs> Stevie? <laughs> <laughs> I actually started watching that. And I was like, okay, this is going to take a little, you know. Uh, you know who was a hottie on that? Get... You know who huh? was a hottie on that show on Grease too. Who? She ended up being uh, Christy McNichols' sister on Empty Nest. The one oh, with yeah, all the boyfriends. Man, uh, ah, she was hot too. You realize Judy Garland's daughter was in that movie. Lorna, Lorna Love. Didn't she we played... have a? Didn't we have something when we did a text message about Judy Garland's daughter? And I was like. Steven, you like Liza Minnelli? Remember that? You were talking about Yeah, hockey. you were like, I like Liza Minnelli? <laughs> I know she's not in Greek. Dude, you know, Judy Garland, dude, Judy, Judy Garland was hot too, man. But I mean, Laura after Ruff, the bio. Oh my gosh. She that was, was funny. That was, All that right. was so funny. Liza Minnelli, Steve? I didn't know. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of her right now, Lorna Love. She's, she is, Wow. She, yeah, she is was. 70 years old now. That is unbelievable. She's aged. We all but, have. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so number one for you. My number one for me, I remember hearing this artist when I was living in Missouri as a kid because we didn't have Walkmans or anything. We had tape recorders, and we would record our music and listen to our physical tape decks there yeah. on the radio. And I remember that I got a Donkey Kong game, uh, a Donkey Kong video game. And I remember my dad was on some trip that video games were bad and they going to take over the world and computers were bad and, and uh, little did he know. And so I had this game and I was like, oh, no. So I ended up trading this game for a tape recorder and this album was our cassette, I guess. And the big song, and the big song, I, I the big song was um, not my favorite on this. Uh, the the song that I liked about this album was a wrestling entrance song back when wrestlers used real songs. The long lost cousin Lance Von Eric hurts so good. John Cougar oh Mellencamp. My gosh. Don't you remember that? He came out to hurt so good. Like, you yeah, know, the brothers would come out to Rush class. and Ted Nugent. Yeah. But Tom Lance Von Eric came out to hurt so good by John Cougar Mellencamp. So that's my number one for 1982. You're talking about the fake Von Eric. They they even go back and say that now, the fake Von Eric. So I don't know what he did to make them mad. Well, he looked as looked as goofy as they did. So they you know, I was it's been quiet about the Von Eric movie that's getting ready to come out, but I did hear some the other day that oh, people were saying, out. huh? It's still coming out. I haven't heard anything. 
Uh, yeah, I, and people. Oh, are that's saying, what your boy Zach Efron, right? That you were so happy yeah. about the casting. People are saying. I think Conrad Thompson on one of his one of his thirty podcasts. He goes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're talking about. It was going. People were saying it's going to be huge, and everything that they've we'll seen see. of it so far looks like it's going to be a great movie. Because he was telling people, you know, he's a big time memorabilia collector. He was telling people there. Didn't they say the same thing about spinning gold? Oh, nobody said that, right? Nobody said that. Nobody said that. But they, they, he was telling people, you need to uh, go invest in Von Eric merchandise because we'll it's going to be worth a lot more we'll after see. this movie comes out, dude. But they were so regional. I mean, now they were big down here, but they were so re like, I remember Chris Adams did an, or Chris Adams, Jericho did an interview and he hadn't even heard of them. So yeah, maybe I, I think the Hulk Hogan movie will be big, but I don't think, no, I don't, I don't see that. Maybe the Hulk Hogan story. That's in not Thor playing him or something. Yeah. Nobody knows. No, not like you said, not a lot of people know the Von Eric story. They, I don't think it's going to be, I mean, I it'll be, if they do it the right way, it could be big just because it, it just happened. In, if they do it, if it happened in real life. And yeah, but they're not the, they're not the household story that. No, but still. I, just, I don't, you know. There's a way yeah. to get it over. There's yeah, but you got to be really invested though. I mean, I don't, I don't see it happening, but that's just me. I could be wrong. Hopefully it'll be good. So my number one is a repeat and, you know, continue the Rocky three dominance out of the tiger. At number one for me, what can you say? Survivor, uh, it, it launched their career. Uh, they go on to have some hit songs after that, but nothing as big as Eye of the Tiger. What was that Burning Heart? Was in Burning Heart for Rocky Four. Yeah, evidently, they did something right because Sylvester Stallone brought them back. And actually, the soundtrack for Rocky Four has Eye of the Tiger on it. Of course, it does. Well, Rocky Three, no, Rocky Three had it first. So I know, why but would why, would, why would, because why wouldn't you not put that on there? That's smart. Why would you it's not have smart. it on? Why would you have it on Rocky Four? Because it's Rocky. It's like the Star Wars theme they put on every soundtrack. Okay. So, I mean, but why, if, if you want to, because hey, gonna I, like, I like I the Tiger. I'm going to go ahead and buy Rocky Four too. Gonna fly some, of us wore our, some of us wore our Rocky Three soundtrack and needed a new one. Well, going to fly now should have been on Rocky Four then. I'm just saying what I would put yeah. Eye of the Tiger because that was yeah. the biggest song. I was of always thing. confused about that and why they put Rock, Eye of the Tiger. They had two Survivor songs on their head. And if you want to talk about the greatest uh, Rocky soundtrack, then Rocky Four kills all of them by, by You know, you had Vince DiCola's instrumentals. You had uh, John Cafferty doing a great job of Hearts on Fire. And then uh, Robert yeah, Tepper, No Easy Way Out. Yeah, but Rocky Three, I had that soundtrack. That was more of a soundtrack. It wasn't it was a movie. A yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it was more of a score. I bought, I bought that. I bought Rocky Three soundtrack. So it's like where he's on the cover with the out with the belt and stuff, yeah, and the gloves. Yeah, kind of like like a gray background. Yeah. All right. So albums, and I'll go first. I'll let you go first, Stevie. Says you went first the last time. And keeping up with my singles trend, uh, Laura Brannigan's album, Brannigan. I mean, she she had a ton of hits, but this is where it all started for her. Gloria was monumental. And, you know, maybe I'm a little biased because, you know, I'm kind of in, 
invested in the Laura Branigan when I did the interview. But uh, yeah, Laura Branigan, Branigan is my number five. Hold on, something real quick. Uh, uh -oh. He's changing his list, guys. Yeah, I actually made a mistake. I actually made a mistake. Uh oh, you're not allowed that. This no, is I made a mistake. I, I put an album on here, but I didn't think it was right, and I just checked it, duh, because I set my list at work. So, okay, okay, my number, my number five is. I had this album too. And you mentioned her earlier, it was Libby Newton John's greatest hits. That's the one where she's laying down and she's yeah. got her like armor. On her. I had that one. It had like, cause she had another one in the seventies with all the early seventies. This one had all the grease stuff on there and Xanadu and uh, magic and stuff. So yeah, I had the, it, the cassette. It was, I see it now online. It's like pink, but I had a, I had a blue one. I guess okay. she did different colors and stuff, but yeah, I, I still continued on, you know, it was like what, four years after Greece. Yeah, and I still, you know, I still carried a torch for back then. I still did to this day. So. Who, who didn't, dude? Unless something was wrong. I, I saw it when I saw her live, and you know, I saw it, and I was like, man, I still have a thing for her. God, she was always beautiful. I hated seeing her die, though. I mean, I did yeah. that that hair. I hate to see her go through that cancer battle numerous but, times. Yeah, but you, whenever you saw her, like on TV doing interviews, she was always smiling, and she was always beautiful. She never. Her looks never went down, and her attitude never went down as far as you could see in public. Uh, I just remember seeing her when they did one of the Greece reunions where she wore the she wore the the leather jacket, but and they asked her, "Well, where? What about the pants?" And she said, uh, "No, that ain't happening. I'm not trying the pants. They'd have to paint them on me now." So, my number four. Let me rock you by Peter Chris. No, I'm so just. <laughs> Are you trying? Wow. No, that's not that's not going on any list. Not even a honorable mention. Uh, Go Go's vacation. I mean, I can't say any more about that. Go Go's were, uh, you know, they got in the Hall of Fame, but it was long overdue. A couple years ago, I think they got in. It was long overdue as being the one of the first all-female bands to write and perform their own music. And, I mean, like I said, if you ever watch that documentary, people talk about the Eagles documentary, which is probably one of the best documentaries you ever see. The Go-Go's documentary is awesome. because like a guitar player, Jane Curtin. I always thought she was cute. Jane Wheatland, not Jane Curtin. Who's Jane Curtin? Jane Curtin was on Saturday Night Live. Jane, you ignorant slut. Oh, okay, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That. And also, uh, but Jane Weedland, the guitar player, was also on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, played Joan of Arc. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah, we talked about that. And we I talked I about that before. Yeah. I'm seeing if you remember these things. But uh, yeah, like I said, they they let drugs and jealousy, and you know. Which will kill any band, but they they just let that kill them. And uh, but you go if you ever get a chance to watch the Go Go's documentary, and I can't remember, I'll see if I can pull up the name of it. You will see the destruction of 
just a uh, a great band. And uh, but it was on Showtime. I remember watching it on Showtime. But what was the name of it? The Go Go's. That was it. It was just called the Go Go's. So that's my number four. What's your number four? My number four is what I was kind of I was kind of mixing. <laughs> it um, it was released in 1982. I remember. I don't know if that song. Um, it's 1999 by Prince. Okay. See, what kind of freaked me out about that is that the single, it was originally released, but then I think after Purple Rain came out, it got re-released and it became yeah. a bigger hit. So that's what I was like, well, it says 1985 here, but I know it came out in 1982. So it's got, uh, what, Little Red Corvette, a lot of good stuff on there. Big Prince fan, as you know. When he died, that hit me pretty hard, along with, a, like, Olivia. But yeah. uh, 1999 by Prince, I can't say enough about Prince, and hopefully we'll do an episode on him. Oh, yeah, well, that, that's definitely coming. What uh, Prince is, I grew up with Michael Jackson. I never outgrew Prince. And when they always ask, well, who, who do you like better, Michael Jackson or Prince? And I will go Prince because I never outgrew Prince. I grew up grew Michael Jackson. Yeah, uh, Michael My Jackson, favorite. no offense, but Michael Jackson probably helped a lot of people outgrow him along the way. <laughs> You know what I mean? If you know what I mean. Uh, but it's funny you mention him because my number three, and people probably think I'm crazy for it because it's one of the greatest albums of all time, but it's only my number three in 1982. It's Thriller. Huge album, man. Let me tell you, bud. I bought in big time on the Michael Jackson craze when Thriller came out. I'd say I went uh, – that's when I started, you know, cutting – cutting yards around town to make money in the summer, saved my money, bought the Thriller album. And, you know, then my dad was like a novelty salesman. then, so of course they would get Michael Jackson stuff. And there was some stuff he had that was left over or something like that. He had a box full of different Michael Jackson stuff. And I kept that. <laughs> and, you know, everybody just bought into the Michael Jackson, you know, you had, he had a guest, he had a guest on, uh, Rockwell, somebody's watching me, which would have been a train wreck if he wasn't on it. But that was the only reason that song made top 20. Um, it always reminds me of that damn Geico commercial for so yeah. long. And then he, he guessed on his brother Jermaine's album, uh, Tell Me Paul I'm Not McCartney. Dreaming. Paul yeah. McCartney. Paul McCartney was on. They, they went on each other's albums. You know, The Girl Is Mine and then Say, Say, Say. But that was Michael Jackson mania, and I was into it. And then they did the Victory Tour, and like you said, you did not grow Prince. I did not grow Prince either because Prince was still cool. And I know I'll tick off some Michael Jackson fans here. Michael Jackson became not cool after a while, <laughs> and he was still putting out good music, but allegedly. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, he he wasn't allegedly not cool to me. He was not cool to me. And I'm not just talking about I'm not talking about the accusations. I'm talking about the strange things he was doing. I, um, I actually liked him up to when he did Remember the Time or Black and White. I actually I mean, I thought that was cool. But after that, I think I kind of started. 
But I mean, yeah. I, I like Scream. I like Black or White. I like your. There was the there was few and far between songs. After. But I thought, did you outgrow him after Thriller, or did you like, no, like the Bad? No, I like I like Bad. Uh, and by the way, you just reminded me. You know, Scream. He did the duet with my with his brother, Janet. His brother, his sister Janet. Janet turned fifty-seven today. Yeah, and they she had, had a baby at fifty, didn't she, or something like that? Yeah, they had pictures of her backstage. Of course, Janet played Penny on Good Times. Yeah. They had pictures of her backstage. She had a special guest with Michael from Good Times. Was back. JJ Walker, that, baby. No, yeah, I I posted a. This was Michael though. Oh, Michael. But, yeah, Not JJ. This is somebody okay. you hadn't seen in public. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah I, but I, it's posted on the On The Fly Facebook huh. page if you want to see what he looks like. He's got dreadlocks. Uh, but he looks good. You can tell us Michael. You can tell us Michael. I saw He's uh, aged well. I watched uh, Bold and the Beautiful, and J.J. Uh, Walker was on there. It's like, dynamite! Dynamite! But, yeah, Thriller is probably going to be a lot of people's choices of one of the greatest albums of all time. And it is, but it's just number three for me right now. Okay, All right. no, my number three is not something that I would have listened to then. But now is probably, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, you know how you can like something back then, it sticks with you? Yeah. Back then, I wouldn't have known this. But now it's one of my favorite albums, and it gets a oh, lot wow. of hate from some people I know, special podcasts we listen to, and saying it's overrated. It's not overrated. Uh-oh. Creatures of the freaking night, dude. That is probably that's gotta be oh god, it's it's in my top definitely top five kiss albums. What though I didn't buy the box set though. But I like Creatures of the Night, I like Keep Me Coming, I like Danger, I like a lot of this yeah, stuff. I and I don't get and I don't get kind of people saying it's overrated because I think it's a great album and I think Vinny's awesome on it. Yeah. And I, I, it, a lot of kiss fans say it's overrated. They say that about destroyer. I love destroyer. So creature of the night for me, kiss. I mean, I didn't know who the hell they were really. Yeah. They couldn't get arrested back then. I mean, they had the only people that really paid them attention were religious protesters. Exactly. So, was- I mean, that was the down on the downward spiral of Kiss right there. And it's sad though because God, that I mean, you think about it, God, what a great album! And you know, it's like people missed out, you know. Yeah. Well, my number two is what get like I said earlier got me on Van no Halen. Creature, no creatures of the night. Talk back. Like I said. Oh, sorry. This, this one. This one. Uh, Made me discover Van Halen, Diver Down, uh, between Pretty Woman and then, you know, I think they, I've, I've read that they kind of rushed this album, and that's why there was so many covers on it. Uh, but you know, when you end up, where are all the good times gone? That's a badass opener. Yeah, when you end end a uh, dancing in the street, that's another one. Um, well, you're not a big you fan know, of the Bowie Jagger version. <laughs> <laughs> but anytime you can end an album with Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. Uh, I thought Happy Trails ended the album. Happy, well, Happy Trails did end it, but you know, Big Bad Bill yeah, was sweet, uh, yeah William now, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Happy you Trails can, you, was another one. You can tell that's a Roth. That's just typical Roth, like you know what I mean. Tongue cheek uh, stuff. 
Diver Down was named number three of the top 25 greatest rock guitar albums wow. of 1982 in, in, in Guitar World. Well, it's my number two, and there's a rock <laughs> album ahead of it. So it, there, we're, me and uh, Guitar World are probably in the same wheelhouse there. But yeah, Diver Down for me was, uh, was always one of my, like I said, one of my favorite Van Halen albums. But yeah, that's my number two. Hold on a second, Stevie. Drum roll. Uh oh. This is scary right here. I'm gonna have to. Ah. How I did forgot I? Know? I had this. My uh, buddy from work gave this to me. He goes, "Hey, you like Iron Maiden?" I go, "Oh yeah." And that's my number two right there. You got. Number you got two. a. You got Invaders, Children of the Dam, The Prisoner, Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills, and I'll be that name. Iron Maiden scared the hell out of me back then. Love it now. I always thought that the Eddie on this one looked like that. Remember in Indiana Jones when the the angel yeah, turns, the, yeah, turns and like no, but when it's, it was like, oh, she's beautiful, and she had that real pretty angelic face. Oh and yeah, turns yeah, to yeah. That. yeah. I always saw this. I guess like look, it's like in, in uh, Indiana Jones. But you say Eddie, Eddie's a woman. Number of the Beast, brother. Yeah. I didn't get into really start getting into Maiden till somewhere in time. I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big Maiden fan until probably when Bruce came back. I liked yeah. uh I liked Somewhere in Time because that was I mean, even they kind of went glam, kinda like uh well that was glam shot for them. in the dark for them, yeah. yeah. But I really got into them when when Bruce came back. I think it was uh, "You Time Shall Come." I, I know I saw him on that tour, and I've seen him twice since then. So I didn't really like them growing up, even though my best friends in high school. When I met him, he had that "Can I Play with Madness," which was like the yeah. arm going through it. And I just started talking to him because an Iron Maiden shirt on. He's a bigger dork than I was. <laughs> but I've gone right. to see Maiden twice with him. It's like, man, you come a long way. I go, yeah, because you're probably more into Maiden than I am. I go, I love Maiden. So, number one for me is a repeat. Creatures of the Freaking Night. Oh, hell yeah, that's why, that's why I was like, and I wouldn't say anything a while ago. Because you were and, like, you just totally brushed it off. I was like, man, he must be one of those people that didn't like it. No, heck no. This was like the return of Kiss. The Eric Carr, I mean, you talked a while ago about Benny, but how about Eric Carr? Yeah. Uh, the drums and everybody said, "Oh, this is a drums album." Hell yes, a drum drum yeah. album. Eric Carr kicks ass on this album. So I mean, from and "I Love It Loud" to "War yes. Machine," uh, "Keep Me Coming," uh, "Saint and Sinner." Yeah, I remember getting Rock and Roll album. Hell. I remember getting this album at Christmas of the year it came out, and yet it, looking at the cut, I was just. You know, and that's another thing to cover. The cover is like iconic, iconic. You know, that's that's people talk about, and with good reason, talk about rock and roll over. You talk about destroy your love gun, but Creatures has got one of those iconic covers as well. Um, it's funny, then, you see those bootlegs where they show Peter Chris on the cover, he never, yeah. Like and that. look, nobody knew back then uh, that. You know, I sure didn't know Ace. in Little Lasker, North Carolina, Ace was not playing on this album. I don't, I don't think it would have been as good with without Vinny. 
I think Vinny, you know, Vinny had a lot to do with the success of that album. Because Ace uh, wasn't into it. He didn't, I mean, he just wasn't inspired. But some of the guitar solos that I, that are strong on that album, Vinny didn't That's play. that guy from, that's that guy from uh, Mr. Mr., right? Mr. Mr. Ferris. Uh, Steve, is it Steve Ferris? I think that's his name. But yeah, I, and, and look, say what you want to about Paul now, but. I still love you is one of the most underrated ballads of that time. I mean that that should have it, been a huge hit. It's it's too complex but to be fact, a hit. It, it's too comp. Let me just say this: it's too complex to be a hit because for the longest time I didn't like it because it it's not you know tears are falling. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah I got like you. It, it, it's it's a real complex song. It's not really a kiss. I mean, like song. Great song, though, in my opinion. And I know people talk about Beth as a ballad, but Kiss and Makeup doing a ballad, this, especially at that time for me, didn't fit. But I'll tell you this. The unplugged version of that, Paul Stanley's probably... Why probably wasn't that a single? Why wasn't that a single? I don't have any idea. It's like it's like Tesla with Paradise off live album. It's yeah. like, why yeah. wasn't that a single? Yeah. Or even I that agree. "See You in My See You in Your Dreams" by Gene off the Unplugged. I mean, yeah. that album did great, but I think they were kind of in survival mode at that time. Yeah, I agree. They were looking forward to the makeup back on, and it's sad because, I mean, I read Entertainment Weekly and they raked it one of the best unmasked or unplugged albums there are, and I totally agree yeah. with that. I agree. So All right, my number, number one. my number one's a repeat, and you know I say I outgrew him, but. I can't yeah. deny Thriller. That was probably that. That was probably the. I kind of graduated from Alabama and Glenn <laughs> Campbell to Michael Jackson. And it's funny. I remember watching those videos with Paul McCartney and telling my mom, "Oh, that's that's uh, the Beatle guy. Like, Who, who's the old guy? I didn't know who that be, the guy because I was a Stones guy. My yeah. mom listened to Stones. Yeah. I she had the Beatles, but the Beatles weren't. I knew John Lennon." And I was like, and that's Paul McCartney from the Beatles. And I knew who the Beatles were. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. And and stuff like that. But Say, Say, Say was creepy about that video. Is that I'd have LaToya playing Michael's love interest. I go, you're Michael Jackson budget. You can't get another woman for this. As your sister. Yeah. And But hey, whatever floats your boat, bro. But uh, Thriller. Uh, although I must say, listening to Pretty, White, Pretty Young Thing nowadays. Hey, what do you yeah, with kind of the Michael Jackson is like okay that you know, but I played Pretty Young Thing, and I played like uh, when I used to DJ. Kids still know this stuff. They they yeah. still know they still know this. I mean that's it's lasted that long. Yeah, we've outgrown it, but kids still know to this day. Look, the I remember when Beat It came out and hearing they they got everybody on the radio. Eddie Van Halen did the guitar solo for Beat It, and I mean. Yeah. I had no, I had no idea who Eddie Van Halen was at many times. Oh, I did. I knew who he was, but that but that guitar, more rock. that guitar solo was. Uh, so, you listen to these. I mean, want to be start something single, the girl is mine single, Thriller single, Beat It single, Billie Jean Billie Jean single, Human Nature single, Pyt Pretty Young Thing single. So they had. Two songs out of out of nine that were not singles. The Lady of My Life, 
mm-hmm. and baby be mine. I mean, and what about, you know, the whole thriller video? They, they, they did, it was so big. They did a making of thriller video. They had the video out. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you could rent that video. I remember that Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Uh, that's, 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 that's kind of what Def Leppard strived to do when they did Hysteria. They wanted like every song to be a single, like Thriller was just about. What was the name of the guy that directed that video? Because he had been in, uh, <clears throat> he had been in a bunch of. It wasn't somebody that you would think would. Uh, John Landis, that's who it was. Hard director John Landis. So he did like American Werewolf in London. I remember what they were doing behind the scenes and showing uh, Michael get the makeup or the wolf's werewolf makeup done. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So that that, that was like one of the biggest videos. I mean, that was big, one of the biggest videos of the 80s, of course, or probably of its time, of any time. But uh, yeah, so I can't I can't argue with Michael Jackson's thrill there. All right. Um. I kind of want to close on some things that happened that year. Um, uh, I, I remember, I remember, I don't remember this so much, but it, it became iconic. Uh, Late night with David Letterman. Yes. That, Andy uh, Co- and, and also later on that was Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman. That's well, that the same year? same year. Yeah. Yeah. And also was real big that year was the Tylenol poisoning. I don't know if you remember, they used to put. I do remember that. Tylenol and gel caps, I guess, where you like open them up and stuff. Scared to death. If I got a headache, I just had to deal with it. Yeah, that was there. Um, Sports, 49ers beat the Bengals. Uh, What did they do the week before, though? What do you mean? Or two weeks before. Two weeks before what? Who did the 49ers beat? Yeah, whatever. We're not talking about that. The catch. You just had to go there, didn't you? You just had to go there. (laughs) Yeah, that stopped the Cowboys run, and that that started the San Francisco era, kind of yeah. like nowadays. It pretty much was, you know, not the end of the Cowboys, but it was it was it was a it was it was the beginning nail. of the it was the beginning it, of the it was the first nail pre Jerry Jones era. Yeah, uh, Lakers beat the 76ers. Sixers. Yeah, and of course the Card St. Louis Cardinals over the Brewers. And the uh, they did the same thing to them. The Cardinals have been on a my Cardinals have been on a bad. They were like ten games behind, and they've like won like five or six in a row, and they're like up to seven behind now because the East the Central is so bad. They All put right. a ass whipping on the Brewers last night, eighteen to one. I saw that, and saw it's that. like that's the only because the Brewers people are like, well, how did they play the Brewers in the National League? Well. Ladies and gentlemen, back in the day, the Brewers, the Brewers. were an American League team, yeah, yeah. which Rocking should out. still be in the American League, and the Astros should be in the Central because I can go see them three hours away. But Bud Selick put his little precious Brewers in the – kept them in the National League and sent the Astros away. Um, Bursts that year, three of them that stick out for me, Seth Rogen and his laugh. Your boy, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And my boy, Jason Witten. Also that year, do you remember this? Dukes of Hazard with a contract dispute. Was that Bo the year? Bo and Luke are wrote out as and say they went to join a NASCAR team and replaced by cousins Coy and Vance. That was horrible. Yeah, and Wopat and Snyder would return before the season ended. 
Cheers, Cheers, who we talked about. That was the debut year for Cheers. That's when it started. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Williams made her final appearance on, on Laverne and Shirley. So Laverne and Shirley happened without her? Uh, it, it, I, I forgot how that. they did that. Uh, Eddie Murphy became the first and to date only person to guest host Saturday Night Live while still a cast member. Yeah. Because Nick Nolte was supposed to, and he fell ill. <laughs> he fell ill. <laughs> uh, some other stuff up here. Let's see. Surround sound is introduced for home use by Dolby. And uh, let's see. Natasha, Natasha Kinski makes a puzzling appearance on David Letterman, seems somewhat oblivious to the jokes and everything else that was going on around her. And appearing with an unusual hairstyle that Letterman describes looking like there was an owl perched on the top of her head. And his second guest that night, John Candy, came out with his own hair moosed up in a oh, pile. <laughs> One of the greatest, greatest comedy actors of all time. John Candy, no, more, more examples of the good die young. Yes. Uh, looking at some more stuff, of course, we talked about the whole... Uh, Cowboys and 49ers game. Late night with David Letterman. Guess, you know who his first guest was? Hmm. Bill Murray. He sang physical and danced around singing oh. physical. <laughs> Jermaine Jackson guest, guest stars on Facts of Life as Tootie's. Tootie's uh, part of a two night. What, what, T was Tito busy or what? Tito, was, Tito had to go get a tissue for uh, Michael. Jermaine, stop teasing. Um, two night event. I remember this. ABC airs the next. Well, it looks like Stevie lost his connection. Maybe he's going to try to get on. Just kind of finishing up the uh, 1982 here. I guess we're still recording. Yeah, it's still recording. So when Stevie gets back on, talk about some other things in 1982. Sorry, I'm on the fly here, as we always do. 1982. Of course, Stevie mentioned the 49ers beating my Cowboys, going on the Super Bowl. Thriller was big. The breakup between AT&T Monopoly was ordered. I guess they were with Southwestern Bell at the time. So they ended up breaking up. Uh, first thing, David Letterman. I'm back. Here. I'm back. Yeah, uh, Vietnam Veterans Memorial opened up in Washington, D.C., I was kind of talking, Stevie, about the uh, yeah, I got you. AT&T had to break up. Uh, 
just kind of wrapping it up here. So we've been going on for yeah. two hours there. So if you're still listening, we appreciate it. Yep. All right, guys. So next week we will be back. Uh, we'll come. We're, we'll see what we we come up with for next week. Maybe a top ten list. More than yeah, I, I guess Stevie doesn't have list. a country hotted interview, so he's stuck with me next week. Maybe I'm stuck with Warden. Uh-huh. I mean, if I had to pick between Noel and Warden, uh, we know who he'd pick. I'd pick the girl too. Don't don't lie to me. But Noel Noel was great. You know, we did our top ten. Trisha, you she the first? She, she was not the first. She uh, wasn't the first. Noel, Justin, Justin. Oh, shut up. Gotcha. But Noel, Noel is probably one of the only, one of the few multiple time guests. I told her we've got to get her on five times because we can do the Saturday Night Live five timers club. Cool. Uh, so she'll be back on. She's got some new music coming out soon. So we'll have her back on. But uh, all right, guys, Warden, been a blast. Talking about 1982. So guess what's yeah. next? Guess what's next on this? 1989? Yeah. 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 1986. But uh, we'll be back next week, guys, with something new. Maybe a top 10 list. We'll see. Uh, But we'll come up with something. You guys have a great week. Go Spurs go, baby. Go Spurs go. Don't screw up the number one pick. Uh, They already got it, so, you know. Yeah, don't or, screw it up. Yeah, watch them pick somebody else. Like, what? What, what, the, what are you doing? Yeah, watch them trade back. Yeah, I know. But that would, might not be a bad thing. But anyway, all right, you guys, have a great week. We'll see you next time on the fly.